in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It is Thursday, February 2nd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College Business Studios. Want to get your MBA in as little as 13 months and feel like you're being paid to do so in the process? Visit business.louisville.edu to see how that can happen for you. We're on the air today from 3 to 6 on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the globe. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford with Trevor Kelsey back. Here in the production room, we're excited to have TK back. It's Groundhog Day, which it feels like the least appropriate Groundhog Day because guess what? We have a celebratory show today. We're not doing the same old thing today. Louisville won a basketball game last night. I told you it was going to happen. It happened. We're going to celebrate it. We're not in last place in the ACC. We're not going 0-20. We're not going to be the worst power conference team of all time, at least record-wise. We're back. Wu Spencer... Pulled the old switcheroo. He's a card. We'll talk about why that means more than just getting a really good player. What it may mean for the future of Louisville recruiting here locally. Its relationship with Aspirations Gym and Chris Vaughn. All that good stuff. We want to hear from you. Also on the text line at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Hit us up and then download the Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money at the pump. Save you money inside. You know the drill. Before we get into any of that stuff. TK, how are you feeling, buddy? It was a rough day yesterday. People were worried about you. They were they were genuinely concerned. How are you feeling today? I know, I know it's not great. I know you're playing wounded today. Yeah, I'd say I'm about uh, 40%. 40% is better than what I thought we were going to get. To I'm, a, I'm about you. 40%. Uh, be honest with you, I'm a little loopy off the meds. That's Hey, I'm okay with that part. <laughs> Don't. Don't really probably remember what won't remember doing the show tomorrow. That's fine. That's Honestly, don't remember doing Monday's show, to be honest. That's with pretty you. much me every day these days. Like, I which is fine. I got uh, it's been uh yeah, it's been it's been hectic. Uh but you know what? I'll be damned. If Louisville can win a damn basketball game, I can show up and at least talk at least pretend like I watched some of it. They did it for you. I saw I, I watched it, yet I don't remember watching it. We were we were texting during the game and you're like, maybe they can at least win for me, and I was like, hashtag triumph for Trevor. Which is exactly what happened. I'm going to take your word for that. Well, I didn't say that, but I was oh, thinking it. I was, and now I'm saying I'm taking it. your word on the fact that we were texting. For the we were texting. I don't remember that. We were absolutely texting during the game. It, it, when it was looking like we were going to win, you and I were going back and forth, and you were like, 
maybe we can win a damn game for me. It's all I care about. I'm like, let's get it done. They gave me like the, the painkill they gave me was like, it makes me like re- very sleepy, uh-huh. very forgetful. And it's, it's weird because it's the littlest pill you'll ever see. But the the other stuff they gave me for nausea and stuff like that, like the pill is humongous. Like I, I, I do think it's funny. I just can have it now. fun, but I, it's been it's so hard to swallow. It's not the size. It's not. It's not. <laughs> as long as you know, as long as the pill knows what it's doing. Yes, that's all that matters. And like, I don't have to take them again until six thirty, so we're good. The little pills are the most like, like I'll have like the the most lethal pill I have. It'll be like the smallest pill, and they're like you need to cut this in half for your your dose. And then I'll have like a multivitamin, seemingly like harmless, and it's the biggest thing in the world. I'm like this thing's oh, lodged in my throat. It's it's, terrible. I, it's it took me almost a whole bottle of water to drink it. Good Lord. I, I, I had to just like deteriorate in my mouth a little, which was not good because it's the nastiest pill also. All sorts of intolerance. You will wow. ever, ever put in your mouth. Yeah, well, we're, we're glad to have you back. My voice is, is progressively getting worse, although I'm feeling better. Were you yelling at the TV last night? Maybe that's what it was. I don't know if it was, you know, just Gary and I shenanigans yesterday. Just We, he got, we, we played the uh, Who Said It, Josh Pastner, Michael Scott game. He did horribly. It was... I mean, I thought he, I'd do horrible at that. We, we we played last year. You you didn't do terribly. I think you got twelve or thirteen right. He got eight right out of twenty. And Gary like knows the office. He you know he he was thinking too much into it. Like when there would be, he thought every question, every quote was trying to trick him. Like if there was a quote about like basketball, he's like, I think that's Michael Scott. I think you're trying. I'm like, no, that, that was that was Josh Pastner. But Gary was was great. Thank you for filling in. He couldn't come in today, which I wish he had. I think you need. I think you need one more day of rest, but I'm, yeah, I think I'm happy to have you. Here. I think you're gonna have Patrick tomorrow. Okay, that works. I, I just I, yeah. I want to make sure you're gonna be okay. Well, Patrick had I think baseball today. Gary's actually got Bellarmine to do tonight. So. I know he's gonna be in here today, like three thirty. He said. I yeah, think, I think so he's got other stuff to do. He's got so it was it was like, well, I can't get in here. I don't know how we're gonna get in the air. And love of God, we've won three games all year. How are we gonna have to shot for the third win of the season? It would have been a bad look for us not to be on the day after Louisville wins for the first time in the calendar. I year. mean, you could you could you could chalk it up to like just us celebrating so much that we won our third game that we couldn't make it into Rutherford that. and Kelsey just got way too into that third win. Got hammered, man. I mean, you could, if you were one of the people on Instagram, they're not Instagram, even Louisville anymore. They're somewhere in like New Orleans still celebrating. If you were one of the people on Instagram criticizing the players for dancing in the locker room. Wait till you see what the Big X crew was up to, because they were, oh, they got really after it. Speaking of the Big X changing lives out there, shout out to, um, first of all, shout out to TJ Walker. He hooked us up with with four second row tickets for yesterday's game, which was very nice of him. We, we were able to give those away during the second hour. I was kind of worried. You know, I did the thing where we asked a trivia question, and I was like, I'm surprised he did that, being the big Louisville fan he is. Yeah, he's easy. He's a diehard card. He must have got those from Roush. These are tough times, but... I did the thing where we asked a quick trivia question, and I was like, please just, you know, only answer if you want to use the tickets. Don't do the thing where it's like, I don't I don't want the tickets. I don't want to go to the game. Who cares? And, of course, like half the responses were, just want to answer. Don't care about the tickets. But uh, my guy Zach won. And then Zach posted on, on Instagram last night and sent the message saying, thanks for the tickets, Big X family. It was the first cards game that he was able to take his kids to, nice. and they got to experience a win. So Big X, we're changing lives out there. I hope those kids don't understand. I hope those kids understand that, this, that they don't always win. I hope they this, don't this understand rare, that. This, I, hope they think, I hope they think we win every game. This is a, this is a rarity, young, Look, young, young ones. We need to change the flow of the next generation of Cardinal fans. Like I, I think too many UofL fans are already of the belief that Louisville never wins. We need to, to kind of indoctrinate the new group. We, we we need to get in on it early. If you're three or four years old, you don't really understand how this is going, yes, Louisville always wins. When you go to these games, they always win. My, of, my buddy Danny in, in Columbus, who I do the podcast with, yeah. he was talking, you know, his son is at, I, th- I think he just turned eight. 
So he's at that age where you're kind of really starting to, to grasp sports a little bit more. And he knows that, you know, he goes to Louisville games when they're back in town, but he lives up there in Columbus. So all of his friends are Ohio State fans. He knows his mom's a Michigan fan. And he's kind of starting to ask questions where he's like, Dad, I feel like Louisville doesn't win very much. And I'm like, that's, it's tougher to answer when they get a little bit older. So you got to get in there early, plant that seed so the roots can't be unearthed. They're Louisville fans till they die. Good, bad, worse. That experience last night, I think the Big X just locked up two Louisville fans for life. And we need more. We need or if more. anything, I mean, he's eight years old. He can't be that bright. Just show him, like, clips from 2013 and tell him that's this year's team. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem to work that way. The kids are getting smarter these days. Hey, damn internet. Let's. Uh, what was the trivia question? <laughs> uh, I made it real simple. It was uh, Louisville and Georgia Tech played last year in the ACC tournament. Louisville's last win over a conference opponent. Who led Louisville in scoring in that game? Oh, crap. Was it uh, Curry, wasn't it? No, I already got it wrong. I don't even get the tickets. You don't get the tickets. You're not going to get to go to the game. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they win. It was Jared West, scored 20 points. Oh, that's your man. I, I was happy that he had that moment, at least. And, and he was he played very, very hard. But I think he, the one moment on this year's team. I think the one moment I do remember from last night's game is a core, a core four. There you go. Nailed look it. at that. Look at the, the Mets still, got nothing on him. Yeah, look at that. And uh, dribble, holding the ball and the whole crowd going, Dunk it! Don't crack him. Go! Nobody's guarding <laughs> he turns, you. He starts around. He's like, "There's no one there." We basically should get two points for that. The, <laughs> the, the fans collectively helped. We, we get like a half point for that dunk. It's honestly great. like the only moment of last night's game I recall. Well, so this will be a great discussion then. We'll, yeah. we'll get right into the game. I started yesterday's show. You would have pushed back because you were you were out. You were done on this team. You weren't going to predict any more wins. I started the show saying I'm not even going to try to hide it for the end. Louisville's winning tonight. They're going to win this game. I felt good about it. It was not necessarily a lot of confidence in us so much as it was a belief that Georgia Tech is even worse than we are at this moment in the season and that they have quit, essentially, on a coach that they think is not going to be back next year. And, boy, if you didn't think he was going to be back before last night, he really ain't going to be back now. After like, I do feel bad that we we basically delivered the knockout blow to the Josh Pastner era at Georgia Tech. Like, it is done. You talk to people after he last night. He wants that bobblehead back. You, you talk to people after last night, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's done. And quick, circle this, mark the date, February 2nd. I'm telling you right now before anybody else tells you, I think Pat Kelsey's going to get that job. I think Pat Kelsey will be your, your Georgia Tech coach next year, but we'll see what happens. No relation. No relation. Well, spelled, spelled the same way, though. Yeah, maybe he's related. I don't know. Could be, but he's having a hell of a year. I he's, think he gets successful, he will be. I, well, he's pretty successful now. Yeah, he is. Winter, right? Uh, Charleston. Charleston. I think he makes the jump to to Georgia Tech after this year. Louisville last night, I mean, they win by 10. I'm I'm happy for, and I guess you, you have to throw out the, the precursor before you dive into the conversation. Does this change anything big picture-wise for the season? Of course not. Like, like, nobody is sitting here, no Louisville fan is sitting here today saying, it's fine that we're three and nineteen. We're we're a good team now. We're gonna win out. We got a chance to make the turn. N- nothing like that. What Louisville did accomplish last night, and this is this, this is where we are. They rem- they saved themselves of the embarrassment of forever being one of the teams that you mentioned when you throw out like teams that never won a, a game in a power conference, right? They they saved themselves the embarrassment because people aren't going to look. I know our Ken Palm rating still sucks. I know we're still like, we moved up six spots in the the net to like 329. Our, the analytics still say that we're one of the worst power conference teams of all time. But when people have those types of arguments 15, 20 years when they're trying to, to get clicks, if clicks are even still a thing, they're going to just look at the teams that didn't win a game in, in conference play, right? They'll look at the, the Pitt team from 2017 18, the Boston College team from the year before, 
the uh, the Cal team from the Pac-12 that was so bad, the Utah team that was so bad. They, if you win ACC schools, <laughs> well, recently we've had some really bad teams. Yeah. But if you just look at like when you're when you're doing stuff like that, you kind of just you gloss to see the zeros. And Louisville now removed itself from that conversation. They're always going to be a team that won at least one conference game, which is is something. It's not a lot, but it's better than nothing. And I'm happy for them. Uh, I, I think that they, a lot of guys have been looking for a reason to celebrate. They have not been able to celebrate in this calendar year. They went over the month of January. They lost 10 straight games. A- another piece of history that they they saved themselves from, they're not going to have the longest losing streak in, in program history. So you, you, you saved, you've already made enough history. You saved yourself from two big helpings of history. Keep that 41-40. 41-40, you're done. Yeah, well, we dunked on 20-21 yesterday. That was the team. We were about to tie their 11-game losing streak, and they're safe. They're safe with the third longest losing streak of all time. We now have two of the four longest losing streaks in the history of the program have been this year. That's okay. That's okay. For now, we're okay. That's an accomplishment. They deserve to celebrate last night. I was happy for the kids. I was happy for, for Kenny Payne. I was happy for the coaching staff. It was nice to just... in. Remember what what winning feels like. It, it was it was great. Having said that, and I'm not going. This is not going to be a downer show because it, it's a celebratory show. But I do have to be honest and say, I didn't think it was a gigantic step forward for the team overall. Like I really didn't think that we played all that differently than we've been than we've been playing. I think like the effort level was was, was fine. It was more about. I mean, Georgia Tech shot 29 percent from the field. Georgia Tech shot 25% from three. We were giving them open looks. They just couldn't finish. We still turn the ball over at an absurd rate for the defense that Georgia Tech plays. We turned it over 15 times against a team that, like Notre Dame, does not force turnovers. The difference was Tech couldn't score. They scored six points off those 15 turnovers. They would get out in transition. They'd get good looks. They just they missed layups. They missed free throws when we fouled them. They missed wide open shots from the outside. They're a really bad shooting team that shot the ball really poorly last night, and that's Great for us. They also they play without their point guard. Uh, Devin Smith did not did not play last night for them, which he's not a great player, but he's their point guard, starting point guard, which is a blow. But it doesn't matter. We played better than they did. Right now, at this moment in time, we are a better team than they are. We deserve to win that game. But do I think it like it wasn't like the Western Kentucky game where it was kind of one of those who the hell is this team? Where have they been hiding? They're playing harder. They're making shots. It was kind of just the same type of effort that we've been seeing in recent weeks. We just happen to play a team that can't make a shot and that doesn't really try that hard. I think they've they've sort of checked out. I think Pastner, God love him, being a maniac on the sideline, it's not really it's not motivating those kids. You you give props to our guys. Jalen Withers played terrifically. He's he's been offensively been really good as of late. He had nineteen and thirteen last night. Um, big time double double. J.D. Trainer hit a huge shot late. He had 10 points. Uh, Kamari Lands came off the bench. He had a, another ridiculous shot that basically put the nail in the coffin there. That the one I the do game. remember went from the crazy, top of the key. Crazy yeah. shot. <clears throat> they, I mean, we tried to kind of do. I thought I'd dream that Lands shot, to be honest with it you. It happened. <laughs> it was a real thing that actually happened, and it pretty much put that game away. Although we tried to do some things late to keep it interesting. I mean, Roosevelt Wheeler, like right after I tweet, I, I originally typed out, no dumb stuff in the last five minutes, and we're going to win the game. And then I, I was like, that's that's too high of a bar for this team. I, I, I erased it and said, minimal dumb stuff in the last five minutes, and we win this game. And right after I hit send, Roosevelt Wheeler just clocks the dude in the face going for a rebound and gets called for a flagrant. I was like, just 
just minimal dumb stuff, guys. We turned the ball over when we were up five, throwing, inbounding the ball. Kamari Lance gets it taken away. We were definitely shaky down the stretch, but we made the shots that we needed to to put the game away, and they didn't make the shots that they needed to to make it really, really dicey in the game's final minutes, and we were able to celebrate. And that's, at the end of the day, all that really matters. Am I feeling more optimistic about the you know, the final stretch of the season? Not not really. I, I think we have a good chance of beating Georgia Tech again when we play them down there in their place. I think we have a shot at play, at beating Florida State this weekend. I'm not, I may not predict it, but I think we definitely have a chance. Well, that would put us at five, which would put me back in contention, wouldn't it? Although EMU is, they're on a winning streak now. They're at six, aren't they? They're at six. They've doubled us up right now. I think their win the other night, which was a fairly large upset. It was it was uh, surprising to beat Ohio, who's not very good, but still it was a surprise. That may have been the knockout blow. They're at six and six and sixteen, and now they're they're predicted to win one more game. They're expected to beat Western Michigan, who's really bad. There's no there's no like increase on on the bet in terms of doubling me up, right? Like I don't have to pay twice as much. No, you don't. You're good. Scoots may have to. We may need him to leave the show on mute a few more times if we're gonna get that bet down. That may need to happen. So lines they did today. <laughs> you may need to sabotage the show to get yourself back in this bet. Uh, today would have been a perfect day to do that. It would have been. Uh, Louisville, by the way, up to 292 in Ken Palm. That's up seven spots from yesterday. Hey, it's not 300. They are. They're not favored in any game down the stretch, but Ken Palm now does project them to go 4-27 and, uh, and overall and 2-18 and in the ACC, which, look, we're coming for that 14-11 game. We don't want to be in that 15-10 game. The 10 seed is going to be way better than the 11 seed. We're coming for 14-11. And Georgia Tech last night, ooh, we got the tiebreaker now. We It may come down to that game, because <clears throat> we're not going to tie probably, but it may come down to that game Saturday, February 25th, down there in Atlanta, which I think we got a fighting chance. I think Georgia, I mean, Pastor may be already fired by then. Who knows? But last night. Let's hope not. I, mean, let's, let, I hope not, but for his sake. But, I mean, he's, he's all but fired now. I, I mean, we were a superior team. We outworked them on the glass. We outrebounded them by 17. By 16, I should say. We shot more free throws than they did. We shot a better percentage. We took more advantage of the outside shots that we had that were unguarded. They couldn't make anything, which is kind of their their MO. We were better than they were. We deserved to win. We didn't play a great game. It, I mean, let's, let's... I'll use the phrase again. Let's call a spade a spade. It was a bad basketball game. It was... It, it, like my my friends who are not fans of of Louisville or not fans of Kentucky who are just kind of college basketball fans are like I'm tuning in just because I'm a sicko I'm watching this game is this basketball and I'm like just shut up and leave me alone we're winning the game right now but it was it was objectively I could sit there and say it was a bad basketball you got dudes just missing layups you got dudes just kind of handing the ball to the team you got wide open shots missed you got layups going over backboards it was not a great game. It reminded me of the, the UofL-Syracuse football game from Crackthorpe's last year where we won on a missed extra point. Both teams were, were terrible. But in both instances, we won. And I'll go back to Kelly Dickey's stat from yesterday. We've only been a home underdog against a team with a losing record twice in the history of our basketball program. Once was last year. Once was this year. Guess what? 2-0 in those games. We won last year? Clemson. Clemson. They were like 12-14. and 14. We were a one-point underdog. We won the game by seven. You don't disrespect us. Like that. This is a program that does not lose 11 in a row. We're Louisville. It will be a home underdog as long as you have a winning record. We'll lose 10 in a row. It happens to everybody. Duke lost 10 in a row like last year. Carolina lost 10 in a row this year. 
Kentucky lost like 27 in a row a couple years ago. Kansas, they're on a 17-game losing streak, I think. It happens to everybody. But we ain't going to lose 11 in a row. That's not who we are. At least not twice in a season. Not twice in a season. Not We may lose 9 once and 10 once. We're not losing 11, period. And you can circle, you can write that down. We're good to go. Um, did you get to watch any of the game? I, I, I know, I know you didn't, you were kind of, you don't remember much of it, but yeah, I got, I home, knew you were watching some. Yeah, I got home about seven thirty, I guess, or so from the hospital, and then the uh, I, I as soon as I got home, I was like, I sat down, I'm like, oh crap, I could, I didn't even know what time the game was, what channel it was, so I was just like, let me see if I can catch it. Maybe it'd be, I'll be lucky, it'd be nine o'clock game, I don't know, but. So I got it on when it was like 18, 15, I think, or something like that in the first half. So I got my, I got home in time to watch most of it. It's just, it's kind of a blur because I was on drugs. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Like the like legal ones. You may have made it better. Honestly. Yeah. I actually haven't done the illegal ones since Sunday. There you go. That's fine. Actually, I haven't eaten since Sunday either. God love you. You're hanging there, buddy. <laughs> Payne after the game said, I thought we played hard. I thought we played desperately defensively in the second half. We did make mistakes, but overall they deserved it. Before this game, I said I wanted Georgia Tech to play great. I want them to play physical. I want them to run their stuff great. I want you to find a way to win. I don't want you to beat Georgia Tech because they played bad. I want them to beat Georgia Tech because they played good. That was my mindset coming in. They're a good team. They are sort of like us in that they haven't been able to get wins, but when you look at them and how they are orchestrated, how they talk, how they rebound the ball – they were missing a starting point guard, but still they were playing us hard. They played us hard. So he he didn't go so far as to say they 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 played good. He said he wanted Georgia Tech to play good. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you, Georgia Tech did not play well. That was from what I recall. I'm I remember, I remember missing that. Georgia Tech missing a couple layups on occasion. They missed a couple of everything, a like, lot of everything. I do remember Mike Jaminski on the call. He was there in the, with the earring. Yeah, I do. I do recall hearing that only maybe because they showed the picture of him with Kenny and uh, from the Sixers, their Sixers. They days. did. They did that. Uh, but I do remember, yeah, watching them miss several layups and, like I said, the Okoa for uh, he, even in my state of mind, I'm going to get it right from now on. You're good. Uh, getting that dunk and the Lance three were like the two that really stuck out to me. That dunk was well, awesome. That, also the that Ellis making a nice pass to to. To Curry, who got the in one, and yet it was Ellis who was doing the the uh, the, the the flex flexing. I'm fine with that. I'm like, dude, you just make the pass, dude. Come on, making the pass is important. I guess that play the the Acora for early on when he first got in the game and made like the hustle rebound and save in for a, a Withers three. Like that was also the like the crowd just loves Emmanuel Acora for's energy. He can screw up. We like, love something new right now. Yeah, anybody can screw. If anybody else screws up, like the fans are ready to just kick them out onto Floyd Street or onto, uh, yeah, I guess Main Street, whatever street's down there. Floyd Street is it Third Street? Street? No, is it? it's not. Floyd Street's on campus. Uh, whatever. Just downtown street. somewhere. How about the river? River Road. Just throw them into the river. <laughs> they're ready to just get rid of them. Something when a core four makes a mistake, people are like, "He's he's playing so hard." We love him, and I, and I, I'm the same way. Like I, I get it too. Like when he made that hustle play, I'm like, just play him 40 minutes a game. Like don't, don't ever take him out. He has the big dunk. He, he took a jumper, which it looked, it looked fine. It looked good. It didn't go in, but it looked fine. I'm excited to see what he can do long term. But right now, I just, I love the fact that we have a guy out there who's bolstering the energy. I mean, we got decent minutes outside of the aforementioned flagrant foul from Roosevelt Wheeler. Got a, a nice bucket there. I do remember that off the trainer three, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It I was do, strange. I do, I do recall that. It was strange that we didn't see because he played so well down the stretch in, in garbage minutes against Notre Dame, but we didn't see any of Fabio Basili. Which this week they've. I told you there's been kind of more of a. I think Payne is starting to use the media a little bit more. Like you hear 
concerted messages coming out, the, the same message coming from a variety of people. Typically, it's Rick Bose is the first one to have it. Like, they had the whole Dre Davis did, told Payne he was going to come back, and then he chose not to come back, which has become, I've heard that echoed a couple of other places now. And this week, the one of the messages that has gotten out there that I, I had not really heard definitively said anywhere else is that Fabio Basile doesn't do the right things off the floor, that he's kind of immature, and that that's why he doesn't play. Like, now that's starting, I think that message is getting put out there because I think they're seeing... They're seeing more and more that the fans on social media and who call into radio shows and do the, all this stuff are clamoring for more Fabio. And when he comes in and plays well, like he did against Notre Dame, it just heightens that conversation. So you've got to give some sort of explanation for why we're not seeing more of this kid, especially when he's a freshman and the team is atrocious. And they're like, they're like we want to get the message out there. He, he's immature. He doesn't do the right things off the floor. He's a high school senior. Doesn't practice well. Well, he's not really. He wasn't he. Wasn't he supposed to be high school senior this year? No. So he reclass. He classed down, and then he reclassed back to his original class. So he's <laughs> he's nineteen. <laughs> he, he should be a college freshman. Okay, never mind. But he, he, he basically like he was he was a junior in high school. He classed down to a sophomore, and then when he was a junior, he classed back to being a senior, which was where he was supposed to be originally. It was just like it was a it was a wild ride for Fabio Basile to get here, but he's he's where he's supposed to be now. But they're saying he's immature, he's he's not doing the right stuff, he didn't practice well, and people who are attending practice are like, we see it, Fabio just doesn't, he's not really there, he's just kind of a big kid, and that's why he doesn't play more. That there's the explanation for why he doesn't see any minutes last night, but we did see um, a decent amount of 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 Hersey Miller. We saw his hand pain when right the game was going well. Like I was for Zan's sake, like I was a like four minutes is considered decent amount. Yeah, he played a little bit when, for Hersey's sake. It is probably four when minutes. Ellis needed a break. We went with Hersey Miller, and that was uh, he ran the point and didn't like totally screw up at all, which was nice. But when Zan came in and we were playing well, I was like, God, for this kid's sake, just just don't screw up because this this fan base is ready to explode on Zan Payne if he does something. And he had a, he had a two trillion last night, two minutes, no stats whatsoever. Which is fine. Props to Zan. He uh, he got in and didn't really make an impact negatively, which is is good. I mean, Louisville, fifteen turnovers is bad for most teams. A really good night for us. Fifteen uh, turnovers to ten assists. That was it's acceptable given our 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 standards. We shot the ball decently. Look, we we did what we needed to do to beat a team that's worse than us, and that's all you can say. One in ten now in the ACC. Let's get a few more wins. Let's try. I mean, the new goal is let's not be last in the conference, right? Let, let's be, let's play in that 14 11 game or that 13 12 game on ACC Tournament Tuesday. Let it rip, see what happens. Maybe win a couple games, have some fun. There you go. That's the new goal. I assume since I've been out of the loop uh, for the last couple of days, but we still, uh, BHH is still with the foot injury. He had the foot injury. He was out there at in warm ups, in shoot around, not dressed and had the, the boot on. So that was, everybody kind of had the I mean, indication. Fractured? Do we know anything yet? They not. They haven't put anything out there. Like, there's no official word. He I mean, just, does no one just not care enough to ask? I think he gets asked every game and he just says he's doubtful to return to the floor soon. So, but they okay. they don't go into specifics. So, who knows? But he is, does not look like he's going to be available on Saturday. Probably not going to be available for a while, is all that we hear. So, have we seen the last of BHH in Louisville? I'm going to say yes. Okay. At least for this season or for in, gen- in, 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 in full? In full. All right. That's my guess. Could be wrong. I hardly knew you. That's my guess. Um, <laughs> I learned his name for nothing. <laughs> I could easily be wrong. 
Is there a part of you that feels somewhat bad that we basically ended Josh Bassner's career last night? He's a lovable dork. Yeah, because I want to play him again one more time. We have. I mean, look. I mean, that, I mean, I, want, I don't want to end his career just yet. I want. I want Bassner one more time. We have not beaten anybody else in the ACC in a full 365 days. Our only wins over the past year in the ACC have come against Georgia Tech. So. I want. I'd like to play. We play them again in a couple of weeks. I. I'd like to keep playing them. We. I mean. I, I know historical stats don't mean anything with this year's team, but I did break out yesterday. We're ten and one, eleven and one now against them since we joined the ACC, and we have not lost to them at home since nineteen ninety two. Uh, we've only been. Beaten, yeah, they brought that up. They talked about that. We've only been beaten uh, once by them since ninety seven. It. We've owned these guys. I mean, Pastner is is one and eight against us since he took over at Tech. Like we've. I think I was at that game at night, too. That was a Travis Best team, wasn't it? Probably. That sounds right. I feel like I think I was at that game. That would be that era, yeah. yeah. I remember we beat them in overtime one time. It was a fun little series when we went back and forth. We also played the first basketball game ever at the Georgia Dome. James Forrest had a, uh, a buzzer beater to beat us. He's had a couple of buzzer beaters in his career. Yes. Uh, but last night, as well. no buzzer beaters to found. Cards triumph, 68-58. to 58. It's a new day. It's a new era. I like how he got asked the he, he got asked about after the game like one of the questions was about taking wins for granted. I like taking wins for granted. We're in the fourth month of the season. We've got three. How can you take anything for granted? Uh, he did respond to the question. He being Kenny. Yes. Okay. He said, "I can say it to you like this. Me personally, I don't make it about me, but I can tell you that I've been blessed to have been around a bunch of winning. I've always known that winning is very fragile." When you look at constantly winning games and being in a tournament as a player winning a national championship, as a coach winning a national championship, making the playoffs in the NBA, all that winning, sometimes you forget how fragile it is. For me, I want these guys to figure out that it is about them. It's not about me. They just gave me a game ball for my first ACC win, which is great, but I want them to know that it's about them and they can conquer whatever is in front of them if they believe. Now, if you don't believe and don't fight for it, you're not going to get it. You have to believe. You have to fight for it. And give yourself a chance, regardless of talent, regardless of all your insecurities, doubts, fears, whatever it is. If you believe in what you are doing and put in 110%, it can happen for you. Does that, does that motivate you? Yeah, to go to the bathroom. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was a celebratory night. I was legitimately happy. It put me in a better mood last night having the win. I'd forgotten what it feels like to win as a fan. And, and don't get me wrong, it didn't. I'm not okay with the way that things are, but I'm okay with with winning for a night and celebrating for a night and feeling good for a night. We all should be. It was uh, the, the fans who were there at the KFCM center. Like I thought they'd be, were extremely supportive. I do think they helped. I mean, you're not getting big crowds right now, but the people who are showing up are very supportive of their team. They're trying to get, you know, do whatever they can to, well, they, to produce they, they brought it last night a little bit. I think they the, bring the, it every the game. The ones that were there. The ones that are there have been great all season yeah. long. It's small crowds. They're always supportive. They're not you know, booing. There've been very few occasions where there's been kind of, under the breath murmurings or, or anything resembling a booze. They're doing whatever they can to help the team win games. And last night they did, and they got to celebrate, and it was cool. I love the video of uh, Rachel, who, who writes for the site, Card Chronicle. She posts the video of, I think it's her mom or somebody she knows, like a 94-year-old woman standing over the tunnel, like waving to the players and clapping for them as they as they walk into the tunnel after the win. like Stuff like that. Like It, it just, it, it's been a... Big time embarrassment. It's been embarrassing to see Louisville talked about the way that they've been talked about this season, um, and still are being talked about. I mean, last night there were you had CBS doing a video making fun of uh, the game and all that stuff, which is is understandable. People have jobs to do, but it's still nice to see that a healthy section of the fan base is engaged and doing what they can to make this thing as as tolerable as possible until we we get back. 
So we're, I'm happy to celebrate. 10-point win. Suck it, Tech. Suck it, Pastner. We're back. Maybe not. But for we're coming for you, Leonard. For a day, we're, we're back, and we're coming for that. We win it. We, you know we win in groups, right? We Kenny Payne's never not won back-to-back games he, he in the regular season. Exactly. So, I mean, the, the, easily that means that, you know, Florida State better watch out. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get some thoughts from you guys on the Thornton sex line. We'll also shift the conversation to last night's big commitment from Wu Spencer. All that coming away. It's the, two, the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Listen to my voice, it's my disguise. I'm by your side. How do you get a W? Just play George Tech. Pass Alright, welcome back in. Thursday edition of the Rutherford Show. The Groundhog Day edition. Do you ever know? Finally, happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Nancy. We love you. What a celebratory day all, all across the board. It's one of the few days we've had on the show. Nothing really to be upset about. Well, you're medical issues but you're you're back you're health you're, you're good I say, I say, <laughs> you're on the road to recover you're not dead yeah. that's good those, those are we're happy it's, about that it's a colon issue apparently i have a colitis colitis, colitis yeah. yeah i don't know what this but we're gonna get better yeah non yeah my stomach cramping up it's it's not fun it's it doesn't sound fun but it could be worse the hospital wasn't very helpful uh, yeah well like the doctor like literally like, like i felt like she was just like i was a nuisance to her like she walks in she's like Okay, here's some antibiotics. Uh, see you later. I'm like, what, can you at least tell me what was wrong? <laughs> I mean, so like I'm having to like catch her in the hallway, like to bring her back. <laughs> Look, I, I've been to the doctor or doctors this year probably five times more than I had my entire life. Like, I I was somebody who never went to the doctor. I don't go to the doctor. Yeah, I know you don't either. Like this was the thing. Like Mary was like, I won't marry you in 2014 until you go have a checkup because I hadn't had one since I was like 18 and. That's how I, I used to live. I get that. I feel like this is a common thing where it's like, I, I'm sorry, like you're supposed to be doing your job here. Like, <laughs> like they treat you like you're like they're a receptionist at a job where they're like, I don't, I don't even want to be here. Like, like why are you calling me? What, yeah. What, what, what mean, are you doing here? I'm like, well, I just told you. Like, I'm like, my, I'm like, you're telling me I've got abnormal tests. And you're like, well, yeah. I'm like, good lord. Like, 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 just talk. Like, tell me what's going on. It, yeah, I've had a lot of. Some of the worst part is I was annoying experience. I was there for like eight hours. Like I, I, I got there like I think I went in around noonish. I think I can't remember what time it was now. And like you know I'm I'm there and I'm like you know, they get me in kind of quick actually, but you know I'm just sitting there like okay we well, you know we're, we're, you know just hang tight we're gonna take you to the 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 CT scans or whatever and I'm mm-hmm. like okay and I felt like I was there for like an hour before they did that and then I'm just I mean. 
And then I'm just like, can you at least give me some pain medicine? Can I at least get some morphine or something? In? I mean, I haven't even got pain medicine since I'm sitting here. And, uh, spoiler, they never did. Uh, and finally they come in there and they're like, okay, you know, you can go. Here's, here's, here's some, uh, some uh, prescriptions that you can't even get tonight now because we're putting you out too late to get to the do- get to uh, the Walgreens to get to the- anyway. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah, th- thanks for nothing. I also like the last time I was there, I got neat. Like, the- God knows there'll be when their bill comes, I won't be they won't be so you know patient. Yeah, it, it's it's it is what it is. Uh, it, it is it's, it's Groundhog Day. I had this thought this morning. I don't think I've ever been prepared for Groundhog Day. I don't think there's ever been a day where it's been Groundhog Day and I've been like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about this the night before. I'm always surprised by it. I never know what's happening until I wake up, get on the Internet and see people talking about what Punk's Tony Phil did or didn't see. I still can't remember. I think when you see your shadow at six more weeks of winter, which I believe is what happened this morning. Yeah, because he runs back into his yeah, shell. Yeah, which is, I think happened four straight years now, which, of course, it is. It's the dreariest, grossest winter of all time. I'm sure it's coming our way. But I just... It's all Phil's fault. I never, I never like have a Groundhog Day Eve feeling. I'm never like, oh yeah, that's gonna be tomorrow. It always surprised me. I mean, a week from now, I won't be able to tell you what day it is. I, I won't be able to tell you what day Groundhog Day is. I never. I, this morning I woke up. I'm like, is it February second every year? I had to check. It is. I did not know. I'm never. I'm all. I'm caught by surprise by it every single year. Most disrespected holiday. Maybe they did get a movie. It did get a movie, and it's probably the most famous non-Christmas, non-Halloween holiday movie. Yeah, I'd have to say that, yeah. Is there even a, a competition? I mean... Independence Day is not a 4th of July movie. It's not? You think so? I mean... If you want to count that, then that's the competition. Or planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, that's Thanksgiving. But that's not Christmas or Halloween? No, which no. Is, which is the category. And I don't even know if it's more popular, either one or more. Well... I would say maybe Independence Day. I don't think, even, as much as I love playing trains, I'm a, I don't think third. it's more popular than It's yeah, behind those it's two for not sure. ahead of Groundhog yeah. Day, though. No. I think Groundhog Day is the best. I mean, I love Independence The Day. biggest question for Groundhog Day may not be the level of popularity is if, what kind of movie is it? Is it a comedy or is it a, is it a, is it a sad movie? It's a dramedy. It's a dramedy. Dramedy. I lean more towards drama than comedy, though. See, I still think it's funny. I don't care. I, I mean, it could be fun, but dramas can be funny. Yeah. I mean, listen, I. You, if you can't find some sense of humor in a man driving over a, in a pickup truck over a quarry with a, with a groundhog on his lap to his death, then I don't know what you can Yeah, I mean, they're that, definitely funny parts. It's I don't know what movie. makes you laugh. It's a, I mean, Ned Ryerson's a hilarious character. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> you need him know it's dead. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We'll take a few texts here uh, to end this this first hour. The next hour, I do want to talk about Woo Spencer. Woo, woo, woo. Kenny Woo. Excited about that. Texture says... Mike, three things. One, KP is now officially the best Calipari assistant in the country. I think he, I think he won the title last night. Yeah, he'd be passing. That's right. Yeah, give him the belt, give him the face shield, hand it over. <laughs> Two, KP told us we he won't know what we have until February. That means we're headed to the tourney, baby. Three, you've got to predict more wins. You're now two and zero. I have predicted two wins this season. We're two and zero in those games. Well, I take it back. I predicted wins like the first three games of the year for sure. And we lost all those games. Yeah, but, but those don't count. Yes, since we've known that this has been a d- disaster, I have not picked us to win any of the ACC games before last night. Well, you didn't pick the Western game though. We won that. I didn't, but I picked the FAMU game. Yeah, yeah. I guaranteed the FAMU game. I'm two for two on guarantees this year. Yeah. Guaranteed FAMU, and then guaranteed that we would win one game, at least one game, at some point. 
for the rest of the season, like two weeks ago. Yeah, but you guaranteed the two weeks. Like, like you got to go on more. You got you to show a little more cojones like I didn't do North Carolina, man. Come on. You guaranteed something that didn't happen. That's not, <laughs> The whole point of a guarantee is, like, it can't possibly be wrong. It's not just a prediction. Like, I predicted a win last night. I didn't guarantee you're underestimating the, the value of a guarantee. I mean, I don't think you're understanding <laughs> the purpose of a guarantee. I mean, it's not its so. Not if you guarantee something that doesn't happen, you lose the right to make any guarantees about anything moving forward. I don't think it's the exact definition. I think it is. <laughs> I think it, you're just making predictions after that point. I predicted a win last night. I did not guarantee it. But I guaranteed a win over somebody two weeks ago, which, as time went on, felt like less and less of a sure thing. But we got it done last night. The Kenny Payne quote about, I mean, remember that quote? It was like in October. He's like, I'm not I sure. Don't. I'm not sure I'll know what we have until January, maybe even February. And I was like, well, that's pretty much the end of the season, so I hope we know what we have by that point. Lo and behold, here we are, and the man's undefeated in February. Has not lost a damn game this month. For what it's worth, I think we, we were fully aware of what we had before this, this month came around. Though. What if we went out in February? What if we go undefeated this month? <laughs> we have a winless January, a lossless February. It'd be the greatest turnaround in the history of college basketball. What would basketball. that put our record at? Well, not good enough. Not good enough, but still, it would be a hell of a turnaround. It would shock the country. Plus, this is the hardest month of the season for our conference schedule. We've got two games. Well, one of the Virginia games is in March, but we got to play Carolina. That put us at twelve at nineteen. Well, no. Well, hey, twelve and nineteen. That's what we were the last time we had a, uh, a really, really terrible team with multiple top twenty-five wins. We would beat Miami. Who's number twenty-three? Clemson's going to fall out. That they're done now. We would beat Virginia this month. And they're we'd currently win in the top 10. At Duke, who probably is going to get back in the top 25 at some point. Well, Hell, Clemson. Pitt may be in the top 25 when we play them next week. Um, I mean, it's, it's a tough, tough – after this weekend's game, the schedule gets very, very tough. If we went out in February, it, you would have accomplished something pretty incredible. Let's do it. Let's not lose again. If we went out, <laughs> if we, if we went out for the rest of the season – Including sweeping Virginia. So we would be – we're three and nineteen now, which hurts to look at. We'd be twelve and nineteen going into the AC tournament. We are one and one with the core for them. We would be well. How I mean, if we went out, we would not. What are we talking about? Who cares? It's, it's radio. We're having fun. <laughs> we would not play on the, on that Tuesday, so we would only have to win probably four games to win the ACC tournament, which would leave us at sixteen and nineteen going into the NCAA tournament, which probably still makes us like a fifteen seed. But then if we win six games to win that bad boy, we end the season 24-19. Is my math solid there? Yes. No, 22-19. I don't know. Maybe it's medication, but I think we can do it. We can still win 22 games this year. It can be a 21 season. Let's make this happen. Texas, there's absolutely no way that I'm the first fan to have stumbled upon this. Have any of you all ever seen the mascot for Mineral Area College? All they did was take our renderings and drawings of the Cardinal mascot and do a very subtle changes to it. It's literally our mascot without teeth. Oh, yeah. A lot of schools have done this. Mineral wow. Area, by the way, is the junior college where, in Hoop Dreams, Arthur Agee winds up signing. He plays for them. They give him the jacket, and it does have the Cardinal. There's a, there's like, there are two it's schools. It's Cardinal, though. I mean, how it's kind of. Yeah, but it's the same. I mean, like, it, I mean, you could do a Cardinal differently than, like, the same exact rendering as us. Okay, that's pretty, that's pretty close. Like, there are two high schools in the state. That like their midcourt logo is basically the U of L Cardinal Bird logo. Yeah, but high schools do that all the time. They do. They're not supposed to, but they no, do. No, I know. Trust me. Wagner got in trouble for it. Wisconsin, Wisconsin came at them. They're like, season exists, the Wagner. Yeah, there are a couple of other, I think, lower level colleges that also just have our exact same emblems and, and symbols. But 
what are you gonna do? I guess Kenny Klein doesn't care that much. I mean, what do you what are you just like really gonna go after Mineral College? It just seems petty. Where's it at? Let them do the thing. I think it's in. It's up there. It has to be up there by Illinois because AG wasn't Locally, going okay. far from home. I think it's in Missouri. I want to say. Texas, I wouldn't call what I saw last night a win. Oh, I would. Come I on. would. Record Cut. books uh, di- disagree with you. I like the, you know, there's that that um, computer program that charts, like, shot quality. And after every game, they show, like, what the actual score was and, like, what the score should have been based on the quality of shots that both teams took. And the thing yesterday was, like, Georgia Tech should have won the game 78 to 66. Based on the quality of shots taken, Georgia Tech wins that game 84% of the time and Louisville wins 16% of the time. And I was like, well, they didn't. Yeah, you know, I, I, you, I felt like you. I was like, get this newfound technology out of my face. Georgia Tech's taking wide open threes, but it's like 25% three point shooters. They're not. How many times did that work in our favor, though? Like, I could see the, I mean, like the Boston Even, College game would be a one night game by that. I don't think any, I mean, this thing, I remember it's the Western Kentucky game. They were like, Western Kentucky wins that game 91% of the time based on shots taken. I'm like, what do we have to do? I, I, I get that we're not good, but just get off our backs. Yeah. Texas Trevor lives. He does. He's good. And then your boy stays there, texted in and said, Welcome back, P word. I'm guessing your host should get you Super Bowl tickets like Trevor's old host. <laughs> You gonna do? Are you gonna match it? Yeah, last last time TJ led the the, the charge of getting me tickets to the Super Bowl. I ain't even thought about the Super Bowl right now. It's gonna be a tough sell because you just for yourself bought like first row seats for wrestling and everybody knows it. Yeah, but I had to give I had to sell blood and, and sperm for that. Well, you should have made that. You realize known. there's gonna be like a twenty little Trevors running around now because of that. Ticket. You should have made that known beforehand because people are gonna be they're gonna be hesitant to give when they know you're just shelling out money and also your DoorDash habits are far well too known. Ah, well those. Those have been limited lately. Trust me. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm just not. God, what a week to get sick. I know. I feel bad for you. It's hopefully, hopefully a week from now, or five days from now, you'll be feeling like your old self. We can get this thing going. Fully focused on the Super Bowl. Plus, I don't even know if I can really go now. The part about going is that I had to take this time off because of being sick. I don't want to take time off for actually going on a trip. No, I mean, you're fine. We, we, we'll, we can make that part of it work. Don't worry about that. I always feel bad taking off work. I don't like I don't like not going, coming into work. I'm the same way, but you got to do what you got to do. Health comes first, and, you know, this is it's a Super Bowl thing. I think it, they paid us more than the, 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 the oomph we get to going up and in here. <laughs> Texas, dare I say, progress. Some sort of player development. J.J. and Withers are finally starting to turn into something where in last year they were terrible. I, I mean, I think J.J. has progress i will progress train trainer i don't th- I, I, I again i've said this before i just don't even bother about last year because he just he didn't have a chance to even have no he barely it. played yeah i mean this is i know it's his, he's a junior but to me he's pretty much a sophomore out there in in, in mind withers in, is an interesting character because an interesting case study because he's done this thing even last year it, it wasn't as consistent as it was in his his redshirt freshman season the year before or as it has been this year but he'll do this thing where like once or twice every seven eight games he'll look like the guy that I think we all thought he was going to be after his redshirt freshman season where it's like dude you could be you could be a pro remember how Chris Mack talked about him before last year he was like if he has that light bulb moment if, if, if things click with him and he's able to be the player that we see flashes of consistently this is going to be his last year of college basketball and he was like if it doesn't He's going to be here for three more years or somewhere else for three more years. And that's exactly the way that he's always played. Like he's the last three games, he's been really good on offense 19 points, 10 points, 16 points, 
Uh, and, and he's up there, the rebounding average. He's been playing harder. I, I think he's a guy who lets too many times his offense dictate his effort level. When shots are going in, he's got more energy. He's clapping it up. He, he's more active on the defensive end. When shots aren't going in or when he's not getting the ball as much as he thinks he should, when he's turning it over and when he's driving to the, the basket, he kind of sulks a little bit and isn't as active. The turnovers are still an issue. I mean, he's had nine turnovers the last three games. Um, putting his head down and driving, like you've said, is just every Louisville fan is like, well, this possession's over, whenever that happens. But he's, look, he's been, he's our best outside shooter. And there, it, it's really not close. You may not think it because he's a big guy and the form's a little wonky. Better than James? He, yes. He is our best outside shooter, statistic-wise. And as far as just like, I think, confidence level at this point, he is... He's the best outside shooter on the team. I mean, he's he shot it really, really well from three of the last three games. Um, he definitely seems to be coming around a little bit. It's just weird. His numbers are still across the board lower than they were two seasons ago when we all kind of thought, yeah, he's good, but I can't wait until he starts to get more consistent. Uh, he, I mean, he's shooting right now 43.3% from three. Where was that for the guitar thing? Did he just start that last night? Oh, people have been doing that for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Jose Alvarado from Georgia Tech actually was the first person that I really remember doing that. I always, I mean, I think of Austin Eckler who does it when he scores touchdowns. Does he? Yeah. That's, that's the only person I think of about it. So I didn't even know they were, do, they were doing basketball. I thought, the, I thought the kids were still doing the bow and arrow. Oh, they are. The Wesley Matthews. Yeah. They're still doing that. Okay. I think he did that in a, in a game recently too. I didn't know if maybe that was too violent. They had to, they had to, they had to, they had to tell him no on that one. By the way, Brandon Huntley Hatfield is uh, five of fifteen from three, so he's he's our third best three point shooter. <laughs> James is behind Withers at forty point three percent. So both the, those two guys are both over forty percent from three. I mean, they're our two best for I mean, sure. Given it, yeah, and, and well, Brand Brandon's just mainly just standing in the corner getting open shots. So and L is a. Uh, Always going to be a streaky outside shooter. Yeah. He's at 31.7%, which is not not great. Does his trainer a little bit. But L's one of those guys, if he hits two in a row, you feel like he's like an 80% three-point shooter on the next possession. Like you want that shot to go up. But when it's in rhythm and he's not not playing well, then you almost kind of know it's not not going to go in. I votes for Kamari Lance. He just nailed it last night. So the guy, actually, I got legitimate questions about this last night. So we had a texter on yesterday's show who was like, I've been to every single home game this season besides WKU and FAMU. Do I go tonight? And I straight up was like, no. No. Because if we can win this game, I don't want you there. And so people were like, did that person go last night? And I was like, I don't know. I guess we'll find out on tomorrow's show. They texted in. They went to the game last night. Oh. So they know it wasn't them. That's it. It's a big night for you. Because if you had texted in after a, a Louisville loss to Pastner and said, I went to the game, I would have said, what's wrong with you? Do you not care about this program at all? Stop being so selfish. I don't care how much you paid for those tickets. Yeah, but we all stopped remember, going to games. Remember at one time when we went on a Wednesday, we were like, we got to go up to the old OG Studios to do a game. We didn't do that. So we kind of did the same thing. Well, we didn't have another week game that next week. Yeah, but the next week game we did have, we didn't do it. We but we won it. on Saturday, so I thought that negated the whole thing. Oh. So we, does that mean We I, beat Western on Wednesday, and then we won that Saturday. Does that mean I have to go to the hospital on next day, next weekday game we have? Oh, boy. <laughs> you were home, though, for the game. I was pretty much, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Now, the other big thing that came up while you were gone, as far as <laughs> big things that came up about you, I don't know if you heard any of this. I don't know if you heard any of the show. I'm assuming you didn't. The last two days, I have not, no. So there's a... There's a teacher in Phoenix who listens to the show religiously. Okay. If you are able to make it out to the Super Bowl, he wants you to come talk to the, his class. 
Oh, good Lord, why? Yes. Like, what What not to do? No. So he's like, he, he said on, on Tuesday, he, they're in Phoenix, so like the time works out where when we're on the air, they're in school. And he said, I've had the show on outside with my PE classes. It's physical education, which makes it even funnier. Even <laughs> he says, they love the show. It would be effing hilarious. So then, like, we kind of talked about it, and I was, you know, I think this is the day that Patrick was in. And we were like, Patrick was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, you, blah, blah, blah. And so he responded back and said, I'm at Arizona State University Prep. It's a grade 7 through 12 place. Trevor would fit right in. Don't let the name of the school uh, fool you. We, Trevor would fit in here. We're having a pickleball tournament going on. It'd be fun to have him come, hang out, play some pickleball. We'll have some staff versus students dodgeball game. TK can be an honorary staff member that day. And he also said they have a dispensary every block out there in Phoenix. So <laughs> if you need a little bit of added motivation. They got them that close to schools, huh? <laughs> I mean, I think this would be great for the show. I think it would be great for you. I think it would be great for the kids. Just get out there. Inspire some kids. Go watch the Eagles win a Super Bowl. You have done something for you and something for the world at large at the same time. I mean, I can win a Super Bowl and change the lives of, of a group of young men That's and a women. Hell of a trip. I tell you right now, Texer, if if I do make it out there, I promise you, you you got me. There it is. That's what I wanted to hear. I just got to figure out how to get out there during a weekday, though. Because Patrick and I were arguing if you would be like nervous about something like this, and I was like, Trevor's not nervous about much. This may be a little bit. I don't know. Like, the, I, I didn't know how you would feel about like talking to a group of kids. No, I talked to some kids. Trying to well, don't, don't say it like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to inspire them. <laughs> I'm talking to kids all the time. Yeah. What do you mean? Not, even when they're not asking me to. Uh, well, so that's something else we can look forward to hopefully next week if we can get TK fully back on the men. Uh, we got You guys have plenty more text out there. We'll get to some next hour. I do want to talk about Wu Spencer after the break, the big commitment to UofL over UK. The UK fans who aren't, they're definitely not mad about it. They don't care at all. They're so mad. They, they can't stop telling you. How little they care about this thing. It well, they didn't recruit him, right? It doesn't mean they didn't want him. It doesn't mean anything. Vince Merrow's tweeting about how much he doesn't care about the kid. Oh, it just it, it doesn't matter at all. It's not a sign of things to come. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. We'll talk about it. UK fans, you don't have to listen because who cares? You, you, don't, you don't even care about it. That's all coming up in the next hour. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show continues after this on 1450 The Big X. of love songs are about cocaine. That's what the internet tells you. They're all about cocaine. 
I guess like, that. I want it that way. <laughs> oh, cocaine. It's all about, they're talking about the way they set up the lines. <laughs> what uh, about white lines? Cocaine. I can't feel my face. No, well, that is about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if that was the one that wasn't. Yeah, it's like, actually, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's about his daughter. <laughs> uh, welcome back in. Second hour here, the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the Big X. Trevor Kelsey back in the saddle today, playing wounded. It's been a wounded week here at the Big X, but my God, we're still coming here. We're doing it for you because it's been the rare positive week of Cardinal Athletics. We had. National Signing Day yesterday. We've got the naming rights deal out there. We've got Louisville basketball actually winning games, getting out of the cellar in the ACC. And then yesterday, before the game even started, kind of felt like we were already winning the night. Wu Spencer, former male high star who transferred to New Albany, four-star a defensive lineman prospect, commits to your fighting Cardinals of Louisville. After it had seemed like – now we had – Recruiting Drama insider, all over again, we had maybe. recruiting insider Patrick Ryan in here on Tuesday, and I was like, these UK people, they're feeling confident that they're going to get woo. And Patrick, who's Patrick, knows people. He's like, yes, I'm feeling pretty confident that we're going to get woo. How did he do from the music on the day he was? He was good. He was good. He he texted me, and, and I'm sure Gary, I would think, just probably used like some of the old bumpers that I had. He did. He he also he went and found some stuff based on. Like what we were talking about. Okay, good, good. He did because we, we did Sorry. the. Yeah, I apologize. I, usually, I, even when I'm out, I send music. I didn't. Oh no, it's fine. Didn't it even was, get around to it. It was all good. Patrick did the same thing because we were talking about. You know, we're getting closer to the start of his senior baseball year, and he was yeah. trying to pick a, a walk up song. So we, he nice. is. So he he kind of had, had had some ideas. He played his last year's walk up song, which was Careless Whisper, which was great. Um, great wet walk up. It's song. a fantastic. I, mean, I was very impressed. Yeah. The, the kid is wise beyond his years. Where he is, he's he, he already knows so much. But he was saying, I, I'm feeling pretty good about our chances. I looked at you know the, the local Louisville people, Dave Lackford and some other local guys had predicted, they put all their crystal ball predictions that Wu was going to come to Louisville. Then yesterday, apparently everything seemed to change. All the UK, all the national people are logging predictions for Wu. The UK people are already celebrating. The Louisville people are already admitting defeat. We have Keith Wynn on here at, at 515 to talk about signing day and, and Spencer. And he's like, it sounds like he's going to UK. It sounds like it's kind of a done deal. Boom, 6.30 hits. Wu Spencer unbuttons the, the shirt, got the card shirt on, grabs the card's hat, picks Louisville over Kentucky and Michigan State. UK fan, I mean, immediately Vince Mero goes on Twitter and is like, I mean, he's subtweeting uh, an 18-year-old on Twitter where he's like, best of luck to that kid or whatever he's saying. At least he's not doing it for another wedding or something. Well, he can only do that so much. Every UK fan, talking to the Louisville fans that are celebrating, they're like, we didn't want him. We got the... Maybe this has something to do with the four year, fourth uh, four star at the same position that we just flipped early in the day. I'm like, oh yeah, because you guys, the same people who were celebrating beating Louisville for a recruit five hours ago, suddenly don't care about this kid. I mean, he is the number forty uh, four hundred forty four overall player in the 2023 class according to the on three consensus rankings. He's got. I don't know if you ever heard of this, Trevor. You can't teach size. Some people will tell you you can. They're wrong. They're bad coaches. They're bad talent evaluators. You cannot teach size. And I can Wu, confirm that. Wu Spencer is a legit I've tried. Six, <laughs> he's a legit six foot five, three hundred and fifteen pounds. That type of size probably gets you on the field sooner rather than later at a level like uh, the ACC. Louisville. I mean, we've got a pretty solid depth right now at the defensive tackle position. I still think this is a guy that you you're going to see on the field at, at times, either this coming season 
or next season when he's a redshirt freshman and who can develop into a full-time starter by his third season within the program. The bigger thing maybe, though, and we did talk about this on on Tuesday's show, more than yesterday because yesterday we didn't think we were going to get him, but he's an aspirations gym kid. He's a Chris Vaughn kid. And we've talked about this on the show since really since it started back in August. There, that's my phone rings. Sorry, I've never had my phone on not on silent for the show. I, hey, I didn't hear it. Who is it? Scam likely, <laughs> Elizabeth Town. <laughs> this, this scam likely will not stop calling me. Ah, uh, yeah, I get them too. Whoever that son of a, is, he just will not stop calling me. <laughs> Take but, a hint, scam. Aspirations, Jim. For anybody who doesn't know, Chris Vaughn, former U of L wide receiver, has started this. He's been running it for the last six, seven, eight years, and. In, However it's happened, he has wound up training almost all of the best athletes that have come out of the city. A lot of big-time basketball players, some baseball players, but primarily the best football talent. They've all been aspirations gyms kids. For I, I couldn't tell you the, the genesis of, of how this happened, whether it was him not having a good relationship with Bobby Petrino based on his playing days or what, but aspirations gyms kid, gym kids just did not go to Louisville. The one who did in recent years was Jordan Watkins, and he transferred after a freshman season where he was, I mean, used heavily and was on all their posters and, and their social media stuff. And he left and said bad stuff about Louisville. And when when he did, all the other aspirations kids, including Keontae Goodwin and some others, were like, congrats on getting out of that hellhole, all that stuff. The aspirations kids have, for the most part, gone to Kentucky. Some did go to Purdue when Jeff was there. Some have gone to Ohio State or other places. But almost none of them have gone to Louisville. There has been some chirpings in recent months, and I'm not breaking news here. I'm not spilling rumors. I'm I'm saying exactly what the same people in Lexington have had. These Chris Vaughn has gone on Lexington radio shows and talked about the same thing. But there have been rumors that there has been some sort of rift between Vaughn and Aspirations and Vince Marrow and UK. The rumor is some kids were promised NIL stuff to go to UK. Promises were not delivered. That's why you have Keontae Goodwin transferring. It's why you have Karen Valentine um, going to the NFL. It's why you have some other players who aren't happy. There were some rumors about J.J. Weaver potentially leaving. He's coming back. That's a big return for UK. But for whatever reason, there's all this talk about a rift between Vaughn and UK. Now all of a sudden, Do we Jeff, know where Goodwin went, by the way? Say what? Did Goodwin, did, do we know where Goodwin went? I, I'm just... uh, Florida. Is that where we're okay? So now Jeff Brom's here. And all of a sudden, Jeff Brom's showing up at Aspirations. He, he's visiting. He's he's having official visits with Vaughn and Wu Spencer at the right before the end of his recruitment. And there's kind of rumors that maybe you know Vaughn likes Brom. Maybe Vaughn can be brought back into Louisville's good graces. And now with this commitment, it does kind of feel like this is a table-turning moment, at least for top players within the city of Louisville. I'm not saying that Louisville's going to go out and get the top players in the rest of the state. It, it, it was always a tough thing for Louisville to do, and the only time they were able to do it consistently was when they were a top 25 national program perennially, and UK was at the very, very bottom of the SEC. That was the only time they were able to go out and get some of the best talent from out in the state. Right now, UK is still on a higher, existing on a higher plane than we are. But what can't happen moving forward is when you have that rare occasion where there's a handful of four-star, maybe even low five-star kids in this city or around this area. You can't have them go to UK. You can't miss out on them. If you lose them to, to Bama or Texas or wherever, that's one thing. 
but you can't have them going to Kentucky. And you couldn't have them going to Purdue, which was what Jeff Brom was able to do with a lot of the big-time local talent when Scott Satterfield was here. This seems like a sign of things to come. It seems like a changing of the guard when it comes to local talent. I thought Keith Wynn, when we had him on yesterday, was spot on. It can't just be about recruiting locally. I think you still have to do the national thing. You still got to go out and do what they were able to do effectively last year. Find some, I mean, and they're off to a good start. They've got TJ Capers from Miami, who's one of the five best players in the next year's class, already committed. If he signs, that's incredible. If you can get a, a few of those kids, high four-star kids from Florida, high four-star kids from California, high four-star kids from wherever, and add them into the cream of the crop from here locally, that's your recipe for success recruiting at a program like Louisville. I love, though, that we're locking up the city. It seems like it's going to be back to being a red city. If you're a, a big-time prospect who either is graduating from a Louisville high school or played at a Louisville high school and then transferred to a program out of the state, it seems like you're probably going to see those kids starting to come to Louisville now more than Kentucky, which is a very welcome change. Hey, Big Blue, hope you savored the flavor, baby, because it's over now. Daddy's home. Uh, we, I, we, Daddy's home. Daddy's home. When the tables have turned. It's we, we, we. You, you, you feared it as soon as the day came, and Brom came home, and now that fear is coming true. I, I agree. Yes, with what Keith said. Yeah, yes, you have to still get national guys, but you have to. We, we, we've talked about this since the day, day one that you and me have been on the air together, and I'm, you, you've talked about it before. I got together with you, and vice versa. You, you've got to be able to get the. Kentucky was just dominating in cities. I mean, Louisville was a bit lucky to even get scraps. It was embarrassing. They and stopped trying. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not I, – I don't know if this kid's going to be – how good he's going to be, how much impact he's going to be. All I know is he's one of the better players in this area, and I want him. Yeah. That's all I want. If he doesn't work out – I mean, it doesn't work out, it happens. But he's one – if you if there's a kid that's a three-star up pretty much in this area, Louisville, Louisville gets him. And Louisville should get them, and they need to get them, and they're going to get them because Brom ain't going to let that fly. No. Homie don't play that. I like that we also had, like, Pierce Clarkson tweeted out. The, have you seen the meme where it's, like, the old guy who's like, call an ambulance, call an ambulance, and then he pulls out a gun. He's like, but not for me. Like, I guess the guy who's trying to, like, rob him. That, no. It's a thing. And, and Clarkson tweeted it out where it was, like, BBN's the guy with the knife and Flyville's the old guy, and then when he pops up with the gun, it's Jeff Brom. And I was like, look. Pierce Clarkson's not taking any bleep. Like, I, I like this new era of you're never going to be able to hide behind the excuse of I didn't under, really understand the rivalry ever again. Like, the players who haven't even been with this program have been on campus for like 20 days. They seem to get it. You know Jeff Brom gets it. We're finally battling back on the recruiting trail. We've just been getting hit in the face repeatedly, at least locally, since Scott Satterfield arrived and really since the last couple of years that Petrino was here. And now we're punching back in a big way. We've got players like openly taking shots, and it doesn't feel like it's the fake juice shots that we had a couple of times uh, in recent seasons. I like it. I, I'm not, I mean, we may be still a couple of years away from, I don't know how good Kentucky's going to be this year, but it, it, like, they have been so much better than us the last four times we've played. It's hard to kind of foresee us making up that gap completely in one season, but it definitely feels like we are finally headed in that direction, and we can get back to making this a fun rivalry because it's competitive as opposed to a fun rivalry where we, we say mean stuff to each other off the field and then it's pretty one-sided on the field. I, I like that we're we're getting back to 
seeming like we we're not going to get bullied by these guys anymore. I know he's got a lot on his plate. He's doing a great job with it. But you think you think Jeff could maybe help out, like do a couple of basketball visitations too? Trevor, we're undefeated in February. <laughs> it's he knows his team now. It's a new day. We're good. Uh, we also landed a, a couple more um, local walk-ons. Woodford County standout Preston Stacy committed to Louisville as a preferred walk-on. We mentioned all the guys from uh, the, the kid from Jackson Panarello from St. X who committed a couple of days ago. The big lineman from DeSales. Uh, the punter from, from Trinity now who's joining the fold. I like what he's doing. I, I, I like the combination of if you're a high talent in this area, if you're a scholarship player in this talent in this area, we're going to get you. And if you're a walk-on. Added a punter, all right. We did. If you're a walk-on who's got the potential to earn a scholarship down the line and who cares about wearing Louisville across your chest because you grew up here and as a fan, we want you to be a part of the program. I like what Jeff Brom's doing. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd heard it before, but I kind of forgot until Patrick was talking to me about it on Tuesday. Jackson Penarello is LeBradford Smith's son. So you've got him in the fold now. You've got Allen Houston the third transferring into this program. That. Yeah, you've, you've like Allen Houston's kid now is is in the program, which we finally got Allen Houston. It's just three decades too late, and he's a receiver from Brown University and not a you know million point scorer from Ballard High School. Yeah, still 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 doesn't make up for the the, the, the Houston family's like we good now? No, like, not, like, still uh, not yet. No, <laughs> not yet. Still still a little bit hurt by what happened, but that's a little okay. bitter. That's okay. It's okay. Daniel Trevor's still pissed. Yeah, they're like we we helped start the end of the Crumb era. We're jump starting the Brom era. Let's let bygones be bygones. We're all good here. Uh, it's been a busy, busy first two months on the job for Jeff Brown, but it certainly feels like it's off to about as positive a start as as we could have hoped for. We also, I haven't picked your brain about this because we haven't done the show together since Monday, and Monday night this happened, but we've got the schedule now. It, it's out. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at I it. I haven't. So we've got, basically real quick. I've been pretty much just off the radar. I know, for, I know you. Three days. I, I didn't sorry. know because yeah. I, I couldn't remember when this started on on Monday. I, couldn't I didn't even watch wrestling last night. That's how you know it's bad. I watched. I literally watched the Louisville game and then went back to bed. That's that's what you should be doing. We got so we're starting the season on a Friday. The Georgia Tech game's Friday night in Atlanta, and then the home opener is the next week on Thursday against Murray State. We basically have we have two Thursday games, two Friday games. We're kind of getting back to the old Louisville days. A lot of midweek games. Mm-hmm. Um, National television, impressing people. We do avoid kissing babies. Clemson and Florida State. Hands. We've got a rough stretch in the middle there where we're going to play uh, at NC State on a short week on a Friday, and then we play Notre Dame at home, and then we're at Pitt the week after that. Like that to me, Keith and I were talking about this yesterday. That's that you circle that little snippet and say that's how we do there is the difference between us potentially going like nine and three or potentially going seven and five. Like, you need to, if you win two of those three, you're like, okay, we, we've done something pretty great here. If you lose three in a row, people start panicking a little bit and you worry about the team's confidence. That, to me, is the big is the big stretch. But how do you feel about opening up the season Friday night in Atlanta against Georgia Tech? I like it. I, I mean, do, too. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, we kind of knew that one, though, right, didn't we? Well, we thought it was going to be Saturday, though. Oh, okay. Chick-fil-A so kickoff. It's been on the schedule for a while, but we thought it was going to be Saturday. We knew I, Georgia Tech, though. I mean, it's... We knew Georgia Tech in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I like it because opening weekend, you've got a a sports fan base, a, a sports collective group that is so desperate for football. Like they'll If you put any game on Thursday night, any game on Friday night, any game on Sunday during the day, they're going to watch it. And, and that first Saturday has become so loaded in recent years. We would get sort of lost in the shuffle. Now I feel like playing that game nationally televised that Friday night, you're going to have a lot of people who are like, hell yeah, I'll watch Louisville-Georgia Tech. What else am I going to do? I haven't had college football to watch for 
you know, seven months now. NFL hasn't started yet. I'm desperate. Let's watch this bad boy. I like it. And it's a nice opportunity for Jeff Brom to to come out and maybe show out in his first game back with the cards. I mean, he did that with Purdue against Louisville, and now he fell short in that game, but, but still, they turned, still, still, game. still turned, turned heads probably more as much in the loss as you can. Hopefully that won't be the uh, the case this time with uh, with, with Georgia Tech. I mean, I'll, Georgia Tech's got a new coach. I mean, what did, well, they brought back the interim coach, didn't they? They did. And they got a new quarterback. They have a new quarterback. but that They got our matter. running back. Yeah, they well, what, there's a shock. One of them. Yeah, one of, one of them. They always do. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm confident in... Be nice to get a little payback on Georgia Tech for that little tweet still from a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, you don't they, know what I'm talking about—the plane tweet, obviously. Oh uh, yeah, well, they're yeah. Like, they're, they're, our night well, touchdown just that. Like, come on, mm-hmm. man. It was, I mean, it was good, but I was like, oh, it was funny. They I still want on. payback though. They deserve it. They, I mean, it was. I, I give them a high five on the on the humor of it and the creative creativeness of it, but I still want payback. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex. I'll take a few texts here before we wrap up this segment. And we can get back to if you guys want to talk more about the basketball win, since we didn't get a whole lot of your thoughts in the first hour, we can do that in the second segment here. Texas says, what's Eric Clapton's cocaine about? Also his daughter. Texas, <laughs> Texas, the show Shameless ruined that song Kiss from a Rose for me. Not that I had it playing much, but still. I don't, I don't know what that's about. What? How did we ruin it? Because we told him it was about cocaine? Oh, he said that the show Shameless ruined it. I've never seen Shameless, so I don't know. Oh, oh Shameless is... A- I, I dropped off on Shameless, but the Shameless was a great show. Like the first like five seasons, very uh, it's <laughs> one of those those shock and awe shows though. But it's it's pretty good. But I, I dropped off the last couple of seasons, so I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Texas sends in the I did see this tweet from Mark Dennis, one of the UK writers who's written about Wu Spencer for the last like a like couple months. Has been like all the headlines have been. Kentucky officially makes the top four for four-star defensive lineman Wu Spencer. Kentucky now uh, looking like the leader for four-star defensive lineman Wu Spencer. And then yesterday was three-star defensive lineman Wu Spencer chooses Louisville over Kentucky. Like that's it's like it's the way it works. I'm not I'm not picking on UK. We have guys who do the same thing here. I mean, hell, I think I've done the same thing here. You use the highest star ranking. It's the old college baseball ranking. If there's like 75 of them out there. You're going to use the highest one for your team. Speaking of, the consensus rankings came out. Cause I think all the, the college baseball preseason polls are out there. We're about two weeks away from first pitch. Louisville's consensus ranking is number 10 going into the season. So they are a, a consensus top 10 team. Not really, because they th- that one poll is kind of skewing it that has them like at 18. Everybody else, I think, has them in the top 10. They're as high as number 5, as low as number 18. It's going to be a fun year. We I'm know ex- we're a top 10 team. We know we're a top 10 team. I'm, I'm excited about about Louisville baseball this year. When the dust clears and we're, we're holding that trophy in Omaha, they'll know we're top. God, that'd be great. It'd be a great way to end what has been a tough, a tough year. Texas says, uh, 24-7 Sports has Wu ranked as the 502, 502nd best player this was meant to be. I like that. 502 come up. I mean, Kentucky had their Wu. <laughs> we were talking. They, they've, had, they've had their Wu. It's our, it's, time, it's our time to Wu. We need our Wu. I saw, actually, I can't help but think of Zach Wright or the wrestler when I keep saying the woo-woo. All I think of is, is Kenny Wu from D2. I, put, I, yeah. I initially put the tweet out like right away when he committed. I was like, I found the YouTube clip where the announcer was like, woo-woo-woo, Kenny Woo. And then fellow uh, D2 Mighty Ducks aficionado Nick Coffey texted me, and he was like, I feel like we need to to have some sort of like collaborative effort to reference Kenny Woo about this. And I was like, my man. I tweeted out five seconds after I saw that he was committed. 
the Canadian, and he's like, I'm so, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Of course you did. I was like, I mean, of course. Like, I, I, it's a D2 reference. I love Kenny Wu. I love Wu Spencer. I'm all over it. Texas says, after Trevor's motivational speech to these school kids, I suggest that he attempts a pole vault at the school's track. Now you're asking too much. <laughs> I don't think you can. I, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think I'm pole vaulting. Yeah, I don't think he's pole vaulting. I can try. I mean, I, I'm blaming this this current uh, illness though on on the stopping of it. Yeah, that's fine. Let's see if this works out right. This is. Uh... Want to see true Long Island story? What is this? I am your host, do it. the W champion. I was going to be Zach Ryder in the woo-woo, but it didn't. So. Oh. I like that. So last night, I don't know if you saw this after the game. The, I was trying to catch it doing it blind. but you know. The, uh, like, else they have a celebration after the, I guess when they have wins, which it's our third one. But he was like, give me two claps and a Ric Flair. And they clap and they're like, woo, as a team. Yeah. And like the Louisville Twitter basketball account was like, it feels like a woo night or something like that. And they tagged the Louisville football team. I'm like, I love, I love a good crossover. I love when we get the sports showing love. To one another in ways that relate. It was it was a nice it was a woo night. It was a great great Wednesday. Woo Wednesday. Texas says, "Hey Mike, go for it." (laughs) Vince McMahon. (laughs) Woo woo woo. You know it. Woo woo woo. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) let me get that out there. Texas says, "Hey Mike, you mentioned at the end of yesterday's show that you don't have a co-host. Hilarious." Well, I mean, Trevor, my point was they don't give me a co. Like, Trevor serves my co-host. He's technically, technically supposed I'm, to be the producer. Yeah, I'm the producer. But you, you basically are the co-host. My whole point was because somebody was like, somebody brought up, there's the, a tweet out there that was like a UofL fan saying all the UofL shows just mimic what Matt Jones does or something. And Matt retweeted and was like, imitations are the most sincere form of flattery. And somebody was like, this is a thinly veiled shot at you. And I'm like, I don't think it is. We don't, I don't think he's talking, he can't be talking about us. We don't do anything that. That he does. Yeah, like, how we mimic Matt's. I don't. I don't. I don't suck up to you. And tell you you're right about everything. You don't at all. I wish you would a little bit. But okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, because my whole thing was he's got like four co-hosts. I I am given no co-hosts. Like I've got uh, Trevor, the producer, who has to serve as the co-host because I I cannot do this by myself. Uh, I need somebody to play off of and somebody to to talk to. And, co-host lackey. It's same thing. Yeah, but well, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very different show. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> Texas, the best thing about the show, Shameless. Every time they introduce a new female character, you knew you were going to get to see her naked. Oh, no, a- I mean you you see the the I mean nudity in the in the show open. Do you? Yeah, you've got the um, the main girl who who left the show. I forget her name now. She have, you've got her naked. And you got a dude's button in the in the whole in the actual show open. A button in the open. You got a button in the open. Very NYPD blue. Yeah, because they're they're doing it on the sink. Texas, what's the what's the deal with four star recruits immediately being downgraded after to three stars after committing to Louisville, Dan and Man? Well, that's been happening for years. That's, that happens to the UK too. Actually, it happens it happens any school that pretty much isn't Alabama or Ohio State or pretty much. I it's think. the I mean, it's the you see the reverse thing in basketball all the time where you know when Duke goes out there and finds a diamond in the rough that's like the number eighty seven prospect in America. That number eighty seven prospect miraculously becomes like the number twenty six prospect a few months later. It's just it's the Matt Elam effect. Yeah, I mean, recruiting analysts aren't dumb. They know that if, if Coach K or John Calipari or, or somebody else, back when K was doing his thing, are going to go after a kid, he probably can play. And so they don't want to look dumb and have a kid who winds up being a, a one-and-done type talent or a kid who's one of the best players in all of college basketball and three years later is getting drafted high. 
they don't want it, people to be able to look back and see, well, you had him as the a three-star number 98 overall prospect. So they're going to give those programs the benefit of the doubt and bump them up. And if a kid isn't good enough to get offers from those types of schools and winds up going to, I don't know, let, let's say like, I was going to use DePaul, but that just feels mean, but like, like a DePaul level program, but he's currently number 22 in the class. They're probably going to knock him back a few pegs. And the same thing happens in football. It's just, it's, it's, that's, 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 it's easy. That's, it's lazy. That's lazy. Dude. It that's, is, that's, but it's like, the way it works. Like I have more respect for you. If you you hold to your guns, like I, sometimes I you too. hit and miss. I mean, listen, I, there's been, there's been kids that, that come out of the, you know, out of college. And I was like, Oh, he'll never be an NBA guy. He turns out to be good. Some have said, you know, vice versa. And it turned out to be bad. It's, not everyone's going to be perfect. I mean, case in point, Zion Williamson was like the number seven prospect in that in his class. He was behind. Who was the big kid at UK that came in that year? Who was not very good. He was behind him, whoever it was. No idea. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, Williamson was the third highest rated prospect in the Duke class according to the consensus rate. I think one of the well, he also was with RJ Barrett, and, and yeah, Barrett was number one across the board. Yeah, and then what was the other? Cam Reddish. Cameron Reddish. Thank you. Yeah. But I mean, he was clearly the best player in all of college basketball that season. And the number one pick for a reason, and he was not rated properly. Like these guys, they, they miss sometimes. In fairness, for those recruits, I probably would. I'm probably on the same path as those because I thought he. I didn't think he'd be the impact he was in college either. Watching. Oh, I didn't either. I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be exciting, but I he mean, just, he all like, of his highlights, he was playing against like sixth graders. Yeah, and he looked like he was someone who dominated because of his athletic ability. Yeah, and I got a lot of grief for this because when I compared, I was like, he kind of reminds me of like watching Lance Stevenson a little bit, like a lot of his a bigger version. But when I remember watching Lance Stevenson come out of high school, you know, six five, six six, just born ready, just yeah, and just was just dominating physically over these kids. I'm like, that's not going to be the same thing in college. I remember watching Zion against Kentucky. That he ended game. up developing decently. But. He's okay. But Zion comes out, he hits the jumpers against UK. He puts it on the ground and dunks. Going to, and I was like, okay. I was like, we were all wrong. Like this kid is, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's good. And sure enough, he wound up in. Nice, can stay healthy. Unbelievable. Texas says, yes, it's the sickness keeping Trev from being able to pole vault at this current time. The magic abilities of the pole vault are compromised by its lack of antimicrobial properties. I, I don't know all those words he just said, but that's true. It's true. It's all, yeah, if I was 100% healthy, I would be pole vaulting right now. If I was healthy, I could pole vault too. Yeah. But the doctors were like, <laughs> the illnesses are, no, is, no pole vault. It's funny, like, as rude as they were to me at the hospital last night, that's one of the things the doctors did mention no pole vault. They sat you down, they held your hand. Yeah, they were like, listen. And they gently were like, I know you love it, but we know how much you love vaulting on the poles, <laughs> but you're going to have to put the pole away. No more pole for you. No more pole for you. I was at like, least, what? At least for a short time. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor, great to hear you back. So where do you rank lethal injection on your list of all-time wrestling finishers? I've got it up there with F5 and the sharpshooter. Lethal injection is pretty much the cutter. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> lethal injection is uh it's You're just crapping all over this guy. It's Jay Lethal doing a backflip into like a into a cutter which you would, you know, a stone cold stunner guy. A, a, a layout, an RKO is the best way to describe it. I'm trying to think of a way that you would. RKO is very popular, right? I remember yeah. That, there was a trend of internet of people just RKOing everybody. Yeah, there's, there's different versions of a cutter, and that's basically what it is called a cutter. Diamond cutter was cool back in the day. That's what the lethal Jackson said. He does like a backflip off the ropes into it. Gotcha. Uh, that's or a handstand, excuse me, off the ropes into it. It's self high five. It's, uh, it's, it's okay. I don't know if I'd put it into the top of best finishers. I mean, Texas, any update on the TBT roster and coach? I don't think they've named a coach, but the latest. I'll coach. You want to coach the team? I'll coach. When they do like a player coach anyway? Uh, some teams do. Some teams don't. 
my guess is they're going to, I think Luke Hancock's going to be, I don't know if Luke's going to play, but if he does, he's probably going to be player coach. Um, I know that the, the, the roster that they have so far is Siva, Russ, Raheem Buckles, um, Dylan Avar, they announced him, he's going to be on the team. Um, God, who else? This roster is getting random, more random and random. Can you start from the beginning one more time for me again? Russ and Siva. I feel like we were seriously taking slopes down as we go more into this roster. Raheem Buckles. Yeah. Really? I'm trying to Buckles. Did he transfer out of here? No. I was thinking he did for some reason. No, he just was always hurt. Yeah. Well, that, that, yeah, he was. I'm forgetting somebody. They said Avar, but there's somebody else who was solid, who was, who was playing, and I can't remember who it is. Shane? Hey, no. There, there was a great tweet from somebody that like retweeted Steven and was like, you got to come get Shane out of Newburgh for us. I was like, oh, no. Perrin Johnson? No, I don't think... I don't think they haven't said anything about Perrin. Shane, Shane's Shane's in town. You you hear about Shane being in town. He's just Chad Millard. I don't think Chad's playing. I'm trying to think of other kids that went to Bellarmine and never showed up at Bellarmine. <laughs> he went to Creighton. He did go to Creighton. When when he him and Perrin were like, who was the who was the other one that was like destined to go to Steve and Trish, They like they straight up sent him there, and then he like, a scholarship <laughs> opened up. They're like, we don't need you to go there. <laughs> he mentioned it during his senior day speech. He was like, the "Coach wanted me on the team." Who's that, Millard? No, no. Steve Mantries. Steve Mantries. Oh, that's the, like, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he wanted me on the team. Then he didn't want me on the team. Then he wanted me back on the team. Then he was starting me. He's like, I'm just joking, Coach. I was like, No, you're not. You well, like every year, there was like, he's going to go to Bellarmine, and then he just never went to Boston. Why do you keep teasing poor Scotty like this? Well, they straight up said like, like. Basically, he was trying to use Bellerman as like a triple A program for a little bit. He's like, he's like, we're gonna send Steven for there for a year. He'll get better. He'll have some playing time, and then we'll have a scholarship for him next year. I'm like, I don't know if that's the way that it works, Coach. And this, then, this is like having the JV team that you used, you made to like the high Nazi Muhammad. He was well. You tried to make a JV team here. Yeah. When uh, I think it was when Ryan McMahon signed. He's like, we're gonna have a JV team, and then like he realized they couldn't do it per NCAA rules. There's a rule again. I don't remember exactly what the rule was. How was they able to do it in Kentucky? I wonder. Wait, Carolina has a JV team to this day. Okay. But I can't remember what the rule was. But there was some reason why we could not do it, and he had no idea. Like, cause he, cause he came on the the radio show the day the week after he had said we're gonna have a JV team this year. I'm like, oh, that's kind of exciting. And I was like, what's the update with that? He's like, well, we looked into it and we're not allowed. I was like, okay. Uh, but there was there was some rule. I don't remember what it was. It was some, I mean, the NCAs, classic, classic NCAA BS. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got, uh, we'll, we'll take more of your text to wrap up the second hour here. Uh, basketball thoughts from last night. We didn't get a lot of them, so we can go back and take some of those. If you've got thoughts on Louisville now being the dominant force here in the city when it comes to football recruiting with the Wu Spencer signing, you can also take uh, text Woo-woo. those thoughts in at 502-414-1450. Or if you want to hear what Trevor should say to these kids out in Phoenix, let us know. Uh, all on the Thornton Sex Line, all on the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on The Big X. Oh, go.
back in. Thursday edition of the Rose for Show rolling on here on the Big X. Candy pains. I wish we still had Trey Davis. It would work better. Yeah, Trey Davis. Deontay Davis. It would have been great. We got to have a Davis summer, right? Football, maybe? I don't know. Uh, speaking of football, real quick update. Uh, Malik Cunningham went through his first full practice at the Senior Bowl last week. This is after he, he turned some heads at the Shrine Bowl. I mentioned yesterday, he's doing, I'm getting a very Adam Froman vibe where like all of a sudden people are talking about him being like the sixth, seventh quarterback selected in the draft and you've got teams writing profiles for him. And I I, I don't know at the end of the day if it's going to wind up happening. But the the talent at the Senior Bowl at the quarterback position is low. And he wasn't out there on Tuesday. He had an illness. So he was out there for the first time yesterday. Max Duggan, I guess, is the best quarterback from TCU who's, who's also at the Senior Bowl. Malik's got a shot at st- starting. But the reports from yesterday were that he was not overly impressive. Apparently all the quarterbacks were not overly impressive. They said he had, this is going to shock you, Trev, moments of great athleticism but was not overly impressive in the passing game. Uh, that seemed to be the report. Hopefully today goes a little bit better Seems for him. Yeah, hopefully today goes a little bit better for him, and he can show out at the actual game, even though the practices matter more for your draft evaluation. But Yaya Diaby also is participating in the Senior Bowl. I saw that Scott Satterfield took a picture with both those guys and was like, rooting hard for both my guys here. And then he spelled, uh, he used there incorrectly twice. And the grammar nerd in me was like, God, I want to call him out so badly. There would be would be the well. There, when talking about them, would be T H E I R, and he used it twice and said, and there E-R-E being both here times. would be E R E. Yeah, he he messed it up both times. It was supposed to be E I R both times. Even he I used, know that one. Yeah, you, you should. He used E R E both times, and I was like, oh, I really want to call him out. And then I looked at the comment. The very first comment was like, there with the with the little asterisk. Don't you don't want to be that guy? Oh, I, mean, I love you, it though. You really like? Yes. Nothing annoys me more than like the pretentious grammar people. Oh, but when it's, when it's somebody you don't like, it's great. It's it's wonderful. It's still pretentiously annoying, man. Come on. Oh, he I mean, got a lot of likes. I mean, U U of L fans really enjoyed it because I mean, it's if it was a U of L coach doing it and somebody, yeah, it'd be annoying. But we don't like Scott Satterfield now. He's trying to pose with our guys, and he's he's messing up his grammar. So yeah, he's just be called. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be nice to him until Cincinnati. Well, I guess we got locked in, so we're good. We, we get the barrel. We're good. I do love you, Cincinnati, though. Our the barrel's ours. Get out of here. Uh, here's what uh, Clint Costco from Rivals. Breaking down new UofL assignee, Wu Spencer, who's a commit yesterday, he's a signee now. He said, what Louisville's getting here? Size, athleticism, and versatility are what Spencer brings to the table. And as good as he may be at this age in his career, he's only scratching the surface of what he can eventually become as a football player. There aren't many six foot five linemen with Spencer's level of twitch, physicality, and position versatility. He has the ability to be a disruptive force on the defensive line and is equally capable of of developing into a difference maker on the offensive line as well. I hadn't heard that. His ability to play either side of the ball adds a ton of value to the Louisville roster, and it'll be interesting to see where he ends up in the long term. Spencer is a high-motor player who plays a physical brand of football, and his love for the game shines through when watching his film. Wide speak for the Cardinals. Cosgrove says this. Big and athletic body types come at a premium the closer you get to the late signing period. And the fact that the Louisville coaching staff was able to bring in one of the best available big men on the late signing day is pretty remarkable. Louisville has wowed with their skill players on the field for years. And with today's addition to their line, the Cardinals are now in position to match their skill talent with an equal caliber of talent in the trenches. This is the ultimate way for Louisville to close out the 2023 recruiting cycle. And the Cardinal faithful have to be proud of the way the staff finished. 
Other than the fact that I, would, that I would use the word woo instead of wow in that article. I mean, you got to work woo in somehow. Yeah. Be I mean, corny as hell. Just yeah. Use woo. He, he, they wooed. Well, they wooed. I mean, he should, they should have used that instead of wow. Yeah, they should have. But other than that. Now, so where do you see him play when it's all said and done, smoke is cleared? Are we seeing an offensive or defensive lineman? I've only heard defensive line, so that's kind of where I've assumed that he's going to play. But because Brown from Burn Creek was a defensive lineman, defense, and he moved to the guard and moved to offense, and then wound up being very pretty, very pretty good. good move since he, you know was playing in the NFL, and I think I believe is still in the NFL. If I'm not mistaken, made millions of dollars. Not yeah. bad. At, he's he's now out of the NFL, but he's, he's, yeah, was he out? Okay, he was in it last year. Uh, no, he's been out for two years now. He's been back in town doing doing stuff with the Jamon Brown Foundation. Well, he was on Madden last year. Well, <laughs> he wasn't playing. His last year was with the Eagles in 2020. Oh, I didn't remember him being on the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, he he. But again, good career, uh, seven year career, made a lot of money. Was a third Still round pretty pick. Good, yeah, pretty. Yeah, wor- everything worked out well for him. And he was, I mean, he was raw. They threw him out there as a true freshman in the middle of the season. Made the move from defensive line to offensive line. We're like, you're big. Try to block somebody. See what happens. Yeah. And uh, he ended up becoming a, a very, very, very good player for us. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take uh, some text here for the last 10 minutes or so of hour number two. Uh, apparently, Preston Knowles is going to play on the uh, the TVT team. Okay, you mentioned his name, though, at once time, didn't you? I didn't. He How was, many guards do we have on this team? Well, three. But you've only named five players. Well, yeah. We, I mean, I assume that we don't know who else is going to join, but they're probably not all going to be guards. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Knowles would be a good addition. Excited to see PK play. I haven't watched him play in a while. The irony of the opposite is our TBD team is loaded with nothing but guards while our college team has one guard. <laughs> well, Preston played in the, the basketball tournament the last couple of years, but it was not for a, you know, there was no Louisville team. He played on a different team. I think it was like the, I know he and Jerry Smith and Ryan McMahon have all played in this. McMahon played with the Dayton team. Jerry Smith played with I think, the overseas elite team and PK played with another like kind of overseas team. Um, but I don't think any of them have, have won it. Texas says, I thought I'd heard that Lieberman was coaching. I think that's right. Uh, I think Mark Lieberman is, is, but I don't know if they have multiple coaches or we'll see. Texas, Morton and Minor are playing and Kaiser and Tick are finalizing their contracts. I think they may be. I just heard, wasn't Tick Rogers still playing in like Europe somewhere? <laughs> I saw. He played over there until he was like 50, I think. I mean, hell, like Haji Muhammad, I think, is still playing. We saw Tick Rogers at Drake's like, I want to say seven, eight years ago. And like I was like, my my buddy has these this crazy habit of he's so good at identifying people in public that are like I I never do like Drew Rosenhaus Drew Rosenhaus was sitting right in front of us at a football game and it, my buddy's like I think that's that's Drew Rosenhaus I'm like no it's not and like later we see him like scooting over and he's talking to Elvis Dumerville's mom and I'm like oh my god it's, you're totally right that's Drew Rosenhaus but so he just like yells across Drake okay, so you spotted Elvis's mom he's like well she had a big Dumerville jersey on okay <laughs> it's pretty obvious trust me. So like we're at Drake's and he's like I think it's Tick I'm like is it I can't I can't tell he's like Tick and like, he like looks over was very willing to come over and he talked to us for like an hour it was great let's see if he steals our drink we go buy him God he was a beast defensively I loved imitating his shooting style too now does it still does it bother you though that we still chose him over Derek Anderson um no because at the time I didn't know that was a thing I mean it's only something that I know I learned like 15 later years on later. yeah obviously Derek Anderson was a better college player but I love Tick in fairness. Not like Ohio State got Derek Anderson fairly to begin with. Well, I mean, nobody got anybody fairly back then. <laughs> Nor are they now. Nothing's really changed. Um, this this extra says, also brings up, uh, shall we, meaning Greer and Mike and fellow Pitt and Cards fans, call last night a nice little Big East over ACC showdown sweep, if not just for one day. Uh, 
did you see? So Pitt beat North Carolina last night. It was a very, very chippy game. It, like there was a lot of back and forth. Carolina Pitt games have just gotten chippy as hell in recent years. Pitt's actually beaten Carolina four of the last five times they've played, which is hilarious. And after the game, Jason Capel like starts shouting at the Carolina crowd. He's like, you're booing me? Are you booing me? He's like, I'm the mother bleeper who held your program together when Matt Doherty was trying to tank it. And all these Carolina people are like, dude, you were the senior captain on an 8-22 and team. 8-22 and team. Please shut up. Yeah, but didn't he hit the half-court shot to send the game to overtime against Duke? He did. I can't remember which Capel that was. That was him, right? Capel. Um, after the game, his brother Jeff is asked about the comments and stuff, and he launches into this tirade about not really a tirade. I mean, he was he was measured, but he brings up we can't play it on the air because he cusses in it. But he's talking about like my brother grew up dreaming of playing at North Carolina. It was all he ever wanted. He felt like he gave everything he had to this program. He loved every day here. And he goes, this goes all the way back to '09. We were at Oklahoma. We played them in the Elite Eight. The, the year that they had Blake Griffin, his sophomore year when he was the player of the year, Carolina beat them the same day that we lost to Michigan State. And Jason wasn't on his staff, but he was there supporting Jeff. He was in the crowd. And he's like, these Carolina fans are just awful to him. And if you've ever been to a game featuring Louisville, like, like featuring North Carolina fans, like they are, they're like UK fans. Like they, they there's this whole, I think a lot of people look at Carolina and it's like this, you know, it's, it's a proper school and it's a I think the school. term is wine and cheese. And I think that's kind of their students. There are a lot of UNC fans, kind of like Kentucky, who did not go to UNC, who probably didn't go anywhere, who had no intention of going anywhere, who are very rough around the edges, and who are annoying as hell. And a lot of these fans apparently were just going at Jason Capel, maybe not knowing who he was, talking a lot of bleep, just seeing a guy in an Oklahoma shirt. And he said eventually another player, another former player, had to step up and be like, do you know who this guy is? Please shut up. Like, he's one of us. He's supporting his brother. And he's like, since then, Jason feels like he's been bleeped on by UNC time and time again. And he's like, it has nothing to do with, with Hubert Davis. Hubert's great. These Carolina players right now, they're very classy. But the school, the pro, the fan base, they've done nothing for him. And so at this point, like, we really want nothing to do with you guys either. And it was just, it, I mean, like, there is significantly bad blood between Pitt and UNC, which I love. I'm like, is this the new hottest rivalry? Like, do these two teams hate each other more than UNC and Duke? Because we all know UNC and Duke, it's a poser rivalry. I think UNC-Pitt is the, is the best rivalry in the ACC right now. It's an ESPN rivalry. It's, an, it's a, the same person. You're, it's, like, it's like most elections. You're voting for the same rich white guy. Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's the same. Come on. The differences are minor. Or at least election, how elections used to be. But I enjoyed that last night. No, you had it right the first time. <laughs> Texas, Trevor should definitely tell kids that they're not going to amount to Jack Bleep in, how, in the Chris Farley voice. Like, do do uh, you live out a band down by the river? Yeah, you should do that. I look at, look at Bill Shakespeare over here. He's not using the papers to write, and he's using them to roll the doobies. This guy's going to regret it. This guy's <laughs> going to regret having you. No, I'll give him a good—I mean, I'm going to—hey, listen, kids. Just, just—I'll give you a little tease. Here we go. Kids— just remember, you don't actually have to stay in school to get what you want in your dreams. You don't actually have to graduate. College? That's that's that's, that's bonus. I'm I'm living my dream and I'm here at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and I got a Jed. <laughs> this so, so what's a Jed? GD. <laughs> I don't know, they're, they're gonna be like, good enough to a, blow my Is that a car? <laughs> so, so listen, you you don't you don't worry about what the teacher says. 
you can half-ass it right now and just, it'll all work out, people. Plus, you're in Arizona. You don't have to mow your grass. I think it's good. I think it's good. I would give you tips, but the last time I did a motivational speech, it was to the Bellman team. And I remember I asked Doug a couple years ago, I'm like, do you think, was I the best one? Was I? And he was like, you were the only one to tell a group of college kids about how you went to the same school that they attended and didn't go to class in the first 30 seconds of your speech. <laughs> and I was like, I do kind of remember looking over and seeing Scotty burying his head in his hands. But besides that, I thought it went well. So maybe I'm not the best person to give you advice. Or I like it, what you said. Or, or and, 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 and the opposite of that uh, I can do, which hopefully I, I will say I will do since to keep my invitation open after that last sample, is that I'll be, listen, kids, stay in school or this is what you get. Yeah. I mean, I'm 42, single living on DoorDash, people. Battling colitis. Battling colitis. <laughs> on a daily basis. Is it colitis or colitis? I think it's colitis. <laughs> I wasn't sure about it either. Plus, I mean, like. Colitis sounds dirty. It does, but, you know, you know, it comes from it is a tube up my rear, so it's got to be dirty sounding to me. You can't clean it up too much. I mean, you can't. That's what the doctor was, I was that's why when she was walking away, I'm like, excuse me, hello, what? <laughs> you want to put what, where, when, how, who, huh? huh? Can I, I'm going to need a little bit more yeah, information. You, you better you better not be stingy on that morphine this time. <laughs> if you want me to sign off on this, I'm going to need you to give, give me a few more details than what you're giving me right now. Texas says, this is God's country and Emmanuel's. You're damn right. Texas, Trevor, it's not that all that bad for you. Your mom lives with you, too. Yeah, no, that's what makes it so bad. <laughs> I like that Patrick correct. Somebody was like, Trevor lives with his mom on, on Tuesday. And Trevor was like, Patrick was like, ah, his mom lives with him. Let's, let's correct. <laughs> let's set the record straight. Texas Ahaji finally retired like two years ago. That guy was the best. He was. I, I you know loved, he, you're the one that loves Haji, right? I don't think that's me. I, I mean, I like Ahaji fine. He was not like my who favorite. Who said I worked with that just obsessed over Haji? I love Hodge Turner. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. oh, that's okay. I'm a big Hodge Turner guy. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, Hodge got Turner. a picture with him in Atlanta. Number four. I've got one of his old practice jerseys. Yeah, where the uh, I never saw the man had more knee, bur- knee tape on his knees and he had minutes played at Louisville. He was supposed to be one of the Denny recruits that was going to save us, and then his knees just completely gave out before he ever got to campus. It sucked. Yep. But he was awesome. He was a great leader. Um, and now he's coaching. Texas says... Uh, he was in Virginia, wasn't he, I think? Yes, and he was coaching. He coached at a bunch of schools in that area. And I believe he was at GW, and then they got into a lot of trouble. And I think he's still like the only coach from that staff that's still there. Texas says, uh, "Great song, good song, TK." Baby Davis five. Texas says, "Is Roush blasting the new Sunday Best album this morning?" I don't know. No, Roush hates Sunday Best. Is that the joke? Do you do you know who Sunday Best is? The, I, I'm familiar with them. I couldn't name any song. They do. They they they're like it's a two man group from Lexington. I guess they're, I think they're real popular amongst the, the uh, UK students from the local stuff they do, but. Uh, for so yeah, TJ was a big fan of him. Roush just like for some reason hates him. He'd always just get mad. He's like, the guy's just banging on a box. Yeah. It's like a dude with a box. Just basically, but instead of drums, he bangs on a box. He's rhythm on a box. And the other dude plays guitar. It's like the guy from Always Sunny. <laughs> Texas says I'd pay more to watch Trevor go talk to a classroom of kids than I would to attend the Super Bowl. <laughs> the ratings will be sky high. I will get. We'll get. Yeah. I'm surprised, by the way. I, I, I'm all it takes for someone to uh, to point out that I just used the statement "banging on a box." <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Texas says, "Oh, this is a plumbing bro text." TJ and Roush, did you all make the A team both your years in junior high at your Catholic grade schools? I made the A team playing up with the eighth graders and seventh grade at St. Margaret Mary. So I guess you could say I was a certified bucket at five foot six. 
Scoot's how are your handles? I could see you being a decent ball handler with the rock. That's something that I I didn't even know about until like working with TJ and Nick about A B and C teams. Yeah, because Oh yeah. If you didn't go to Catholic school systems, and you did, so you, you did. knew about it. But like for some people who didn't, like you didn't know that like there was no A, B, or C team in, in our public. Like you're on the team or you're not. Yeah. Like you, you Catholic kids have easy. It's like, oh, you're not good enough to be on the A team. We'll put you on the B team. We'll put you on the C team. No, in the real world, you don't make the A team. You get lost, buddy. But then just like everybody make all my friends who went to post schools. Like everybody makes the team. Well, not at Westport. <laughs> you made Westport the team. Westport was cut Didn't well, you make the team? Yeah, eighth grade. But that was just because we were so bad. There you go. <laughs> I mean, bad. <laughs> I was our so, coach quit before the season, and I think like a science teacher took over. Like she had no idea what <laughs> basketball was. She was a, she's in there, like, you know, like reading a book like a basketball coaching for dummies type thing. Nothing wrong with that. Get that extra money. Get that extra coin. My sixth grade year though, Westport won the uh, like the the middle school championship. Did they? They had some really good kids. Uh, yeah, with um, that two. Of them, I know a lot of them went to Wagner, like Dante Holt, uh, Joe Cheatham, who played baseball at Wagner as well, and. Uh, Kid named Jason Williams, who was real good in going to Eastern, winning state title at Eastern. So, yeah, we had like the, the class ahead of me, like our class was pretty good at basketball. The class ahead of me was really good. Like, we had they're really good at football and basketball. Like, we had actually saw Andy Aarons at WWE Cousins over the weekend, who was the quarterback. From I remember him, yeah. He was, played basketball at Ballard, too. He was really good. His, his brother was Gary, right? Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, but it's spelled with a G, right? Exactly. He played a Okay, male. yeah. Uh, and Eric Morrison, who was an absolute baller, who kind of ended up playing at Walden, averaged like 55 points per game at the end of his high school career. He was really, really good. So they won City both years. Uh, they were a class. My eighth grade year, we were pretty good, but we got I missed a free throw against St. Raphael, and then Blake Nix, who we've met, talked about before, yeah. hit a shot at the buzzer to knock us out of the city tournament. Oh. Still think about it. Still think about it to this day. Second free throw I missed the entire season. I wonder how my, different my life been if I'd gone through the Catholic system when I was a kid instead of the regular public system. Do you think you would have made it through the Catholic system? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Because I didn't start in. I, I was... Uh, my, my religious views are not about, exactly on the same parallels as most of those in the Catholic or even here. But I dove in about halfway through my my grade school education and was then absorbed into it. And I was the first one. Like, I mean, I've been baptized. There you go. I mean, you, that, That's all you need. You're, you're good. Just for my grandmother's for a birthday. Just ship you right in there. You're, you're good to go. I remember the priest was like, why do you want to be here? I was like, I'm doing it for her for a birthday. He was like, okay. okay. He's like, hey. We're, we're, the, we're the Christian church. We'll take what we can get, okay? You got, like a, you got like a bow tied to your head? This isn't proper baptism attire. He was like, we're, you're going to dip me and pick me up? Dude, I'm like three times your size. Sir, why are you wearing a wrapped box? This, this is a present. Uh, All right, got to go to break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hours on the way next, we'll continue to celebrate the win over Georgia Tech from last night. Uh, we'll talk more about the football recruiting news, uh, a little bit on uh, Jeff Brom's comments from yesterday as well, a couple follow-ups that we did not have a chance to get to yesterday, and, of course, more from you on the text line at 502-414-1450. Keep it locked right here. Hour number three is on the way next. I was a beaten path. I 
Team TJ on this one. We're more Team TJ on this one. I agree. My apologies to Roush. I wish I could side with the UFL fan, but I can't. <laughs> well, TJ is the UFL fan. They're both UFL fans. We love him. Uh, welcome back in. Final hour here of the Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. If you're just joining us, TK, back from the dead, at least from today. He's 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 playing hurt, but he's hey, here Gary for us. Gary in here with me doing Bellerman, too. We got Gary in that. We got two legends back there of production behind the glass doing their, their damn thing. Uh, it's a loaded... Thursday here at Big X Studios. Originally, TK was, I mean, you're having a rough day. Yeah, and by the way, Gary actually, during the break, figured it out. It's the reason what's caused this is that damn salad. The salad gave Those you Those salad bites is what infected my colon. My body is just now rejecting it. The fact that you said colitis, too, I just can't get over it. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. That's how it's spelled. I mean, yeah, kind of, but... <laughs> I believe it's colitis. Um, <laughs> have you seen, in, in more serious news, we have not talked about this yet. If you're just joining the show, TK, back uh, for today, still under the weather, but yeah. we had to have a show because, my God, we won a basketball game last night, and Wu Spencer's a card. Football recruiting's going great. We've had so few celebratory shows over the <laughs> year and a half that we've been doing this. It's so sad. We can't miss one. You can't. You, you try not to laugh when you say that, but it's like. It's true. You know. What do you want me to say? I mean, we're, we're talking about the truth here. We have not talked about this, though. And I don't even know how... I'm, I'm assuming you've seen it, but I know you've been mostly Absolutely. off the grid for the yeah. last two days. But, you know, in that week between when you win the conference championship game and the Super Bowl, and you start you go to the city of the Super Bowl and you start practice, yeah. nothing good can happen. You just want to stay out of the news. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Somebody sent me... You're talking about the offensive linemen for the Eagles? The Philadelphia Eagles are in yeah. the news today. Uh, Josh Sills has been uh, yeah. indicted on rape charges in Ohio. A woman accused him of rape and holding her against uh, her will back in on De- in December of 2019. I don't know. I was going to. Does this guy play? I don't know anything about him. He's a backup. Okay, he, I, didn't, I didn't know if he's, he's a starter. He's, or he's no, he's not a starter. He's a backup. Now he has played. I'm sure he's played snaps this season because of some injuries that we've had on the offensive line. He's mostly a, a guard, mostly a tackle, but uh, he's he has he's a backup. He's not he's not even the top backup technically, but he is a backup. Let's go for the Eagles, but still, yeah, he's not like. Like Driscoll's more more go to backup guard or tackle than, than he is. This is like college football teams in in June. He's a rookie, I believe, out of Oklahoma State. I think he's twenty five. They said maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Then this is like this is then the time he, of the he year. Could be a rookie in college football nowadays at twenty five. It's college football in May and in June. Nothing good can happen. You don't want to be in the news if you see Louisville Cardinals football player popping up on June twenty sixth. It's not going to be for anything good. Eagles. Chiefs just trying to stay out of the news. So far, the Eagles are losing that battle. So, the long road to the Super Bowl, which feels like you know it sh- shouldn't be that long, but if you're just trying to hope for to avoid anything bad, it feels interminable. It's uh, it's, it's off to a little bit of a rough start for the Eagles. Nick is a rookie. He is out of Oklahoma. He started started at uh, West Virginia and then went to Oklahoma State as I guess a grad transfer and then spent there. Richard sophomore. 
Yeah. Just drafted. Everyone's a redshirt sophomore. Twenty-five <laughs> year old redshirt sophomore. That's how it goes. He in, is from Ohio, which is uh, probably the connection. To there the, you go. The, in in much better news, the sucks for him. Preseason ACC poll for baseball is out. We're I think a week from tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow is opening day across college baseball. It's opening day for Louisville. Louisville once again is your preseason favorite to win the ACC. Now the cards are the the, the favorites in the Atlantic Division, but they tied with fir- in first place votes with Wake Forest. I don't like that. I don't like people thinking the Demon Deacons are on our level because they're not on our level, Trev. Louisville's first, Wake Forest is second, NC State and Florida State tied for third, Clemson fifth, Notre Dame sixth, Boston College seventh. Over in the Coastal, Miami is the overwhelming favorite to win that division. They received 10 out of the possible 14 first place votes. Virginia is second, North Carolina is third, Virginia Tech is fourth, Georgia Tech, Duke, and Pitt round out that poll. And the overall ACC champion, Louisville once again, six overall votes to win. Wake Forest got six as well. Clemson won and Virginia Tech too. So Louisville is, a, I guess, the technically the co-favorite. Uh, they're the favorite in the Atlantic Division and the co-favorite to win the ACC with Wake Forest. Get out of my face, Demon Deeks. This is this is our this is our conference. Stick to whatever you do well. I don't, who cares? This is our sport. Oh, I just did. Did you not? Did you see this? Laney Poffel passed away. No, when did that happen? Apparently, just today. I I've just seen now. He just started trending, and I was like, oh well. I don't know if you know, I don't know how you remember Lane Paul, but he's also known as the genius, the brother of Randy Savage. Uh, yeah, just, I just, looks like about four hours ago was the most recent tweet. Uh, some, uh, Duggan tweeted out his passing and it's like AEW is now tweeting stuff out as well. Beat Hulk Hogan once back in the day. He did. The only thing I remember. You know, it's funny you, you mentioned that. It was a kid. That was on Saturday night, Saturday night's main event. He won by count out. And I'll never forget, like, as a kid, I thought he was the champion. <laughs> like I was like, because I, I think I was like eight or nine at the time, and also didn't know when Saturday Night Main Event was on. Like it always like baffled me. I was like, when is it going to be on? And in hindsight, you look back, it was it was the one like Saturday a month that Saturday Night Live wasn't on. No, but like I, I'll never forget that match, watching it in the basement of my, uh, of my grandmother's house in Lexington, and like being so excited, like I'm like Hogan lost, Hogan lost the title, and then like he destroyed the championship. Mister Perfect Name just crushed it and blew it up with a hammer. And, my uncle was like, you lost my count. It doesn't count. I'm like, what do you mean? He won. The genius is champ. I was, I was so delusional. <laughs> I think you should have had, I think the title should have changed hands after count outs. A win's a win. You know, it does in Japan. Well, it's smart. It's they, it but they also do 20 second count outs in Japan. Yeah. The only place that count, the only place that has those rules are America where you can, so you can get away with beating a guy. That's so, how. Macho Man was from Kentucky, so was, was from Lexington. Yeah, was Lanny Poffo, I assume from Kentucky. Yeah, him and his brother both, of course, came up uh, wrestling for their father in Lexington. Okay, uh, which I, I've heard hear stories about that all the time. My uncle going to the show was up there uh, in Lexington. Of course, they ended up selling their father would sell their contracts to Vince McMahon later on. But uh, that's how Randy and Miss Elizabeth met. Was her being a student at UK, and him and uh, his his brother being the two stars of that show. Uh, meeting her there. That's sad. So that's and that's right. now Randy, Elizabeth, and yeah, they're all God, all gone. Yeah, Elizabeth was they forget. Yeah, that's it, it, a legend of our day. It's been a sad five o'clock hour. We need to cheer up. Here. I have to say, this is a celebratory show. Come on, we got Josh Shields breaking crimes. We've got we had baseball number one. Baseball number one. I tried. Now yeah. we need to bring it back to the top, the story of the day. Yes, which is we won a basketball game. For we God won a basketball game for the first time in twenty twenty three. The first time in the ACC, 
the first time in 10 games. Louisville won a basketball game last night. It may have probably effectively ended the coaching career of Josh Passner, at least at Georgia Tech. But again, Pat Kelsey can be the coach there next year. Tell people, tell your friends you heard it here first. Use it, use it at the bars as a pickup line. Hey, Mike Weatherford says Pat Kelsey's probably going to be the coach at Georgia Tech. Boom. You're going to score tonight. I mean, you it's think, gonna go great I, I'm going to use a pickup like, hey, that's my, that's my uncle, Pat Kelsey. All the he's kids. He's going to be in Atlanta this time next year. Mark it down. Rutherford said it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's all about Kelsey's right now. It's The Kelsey's are on top of the world. Well, the spelling is irrelevant. C-E-S-E-Y doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're killing it. Louisville knocks Josh Pastner from the, the Yellow Jacket coaching ranks with a 68-58 win. That was, look, it was a bad game. Gross game to watch if you're a basketball fan. Fantastic game to watch if you're a Louisville fan. Maybe not even that. But it doesn't matter. We won. I think Jalen Withers is coming around nicely. If you're looking for positives. I mean, the guy's a junior at this point. I mean, he's coming around. He's fourth year in the program. Redshirt junior. <laughs> Redshirt junior. Finally showing February. glimpses. And you're like, he's coming around. He's coming around, 19 <laughs> points, 13 rebounds. He does, like I said before, <laughs> he has one or two of these performances a month where you're just like, what the hell, man? Like, like I, I love that you're doing this, but why can't we see this every time out? I don't understand how this hasn't been more consistent because, I mean, he's liable to turn around on, on Saturday against Florida State and give you, like, four and two, right? Like, like we've seen this time and time again. I, I hope, I mean, he's been consistent over the last three games. I hope this can become a thing that, last through the remainder of the season because we are so much better when we've got a guy that can who's that size and can do the things that he was doing last night against a Georgia Tech team that does not have the size and athleticism to really match up with him. Um, he was great last night. L. Ellis was didn't need to, to take a million shots. He only took 11, which is low for him, scored 11 points, uh, had four assists, did have the four turnovers, but again, that kind of comes with the territory when you've got a two-guard running the point. I thought you got good He's minutes. He's coming around, don't worry. He's coming around. Everybody's coming around. We're battling. We got Emmanuel Okorafor in there with a monster dunk, the highlight of the game. He had four rebounds in just nine minutes. Uh, we get Kamari Lands. He's coming around. He's the best free throw shooter in the country with the, the number of attempts that he's got. Not to mention clutch three-pointer. The I mean, crazy three that basically put the nail in the coffin there in that game. Uh, J.J. Trainer played well. Mike James had moments. They kind of took him out of what he was doing well. Foul trouble also uh, hindered him a little bit. It was just, like, like I said at the beginning, I love the fact that, if nothing else, this team was able to shed some of the embarrassment of the season because now, regardless of what you do from this point forward, at the very least, you're not going to be remembered as one of the teams that went 0-4 in a major conference. When people look back at history and they say, worst major conference teams of all time, like Louisville may get a nod, but we're never going to be up there with the teams that went 0-20, 0-21, back when we were playing 18-game conference schedules. So at the very least, you avoided that embarrassment. You also avoided the potential embarrassment of having the longest losing streak in the history of the program and doing it in the middle of one season. It's not a lot, but we'll take the victories where we can get them. And I was happy for this group that they were able to have one night to celebrate and also to not have to worry about, like, can you even win a conference game this year? Having said that, I didn't think, unlike the Western game, I didn't think this was some sort of outlier, fantastic performance. It's more like AM game. It it was, where it was more like they played the way that they've been playing. Georgia Tech is just really, really bad. And I'm, I'm not saying this after the fact. I said it yesterday on the show. 
I said any other Louisville team, including last year's, going up against this Georgia Tech team at home, you would say it's a disappointment if you don't run these guys out of the gym. It's a disappointment if you don't beat them by 15. And yet last night we were underdogs because of the way that we've been playing. Georgia Tech also, you have to mention it, they did not have their starting point guard last night. Even if they'd had him, I don't think it matters. They're just they're a bad team. The biggest difference between where they are and where we are at this moment, to me at least, they know, if they didn't know before, they know now. Their head coach isn't coming back next year. Their season's a disaster. They've been playing the worst basketball of the season these last couple of weeks. Louisville, be, Louisville hasn't been, been playing well. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Our effort level at least has been, like, we come out and we look like we're, it means something to us for at least some of the game. Like, we, the, the way that I phrased it at the end of yesterday's show was, was this. Like, we both got down to our most recent opponents by 30. Louisville at least, like, kept playing and got that lead down to 14, which is not impressive, but it's a sign they didn't just lie down. Georgia Tech got down to Duke by 30. They lost by 43. And that alone is the reason why I was confident in Louisville having the ability to win this game. Tech is just, they've quit. They're not good to begin with. They don't do anything well. And they've quit. Louisville hasn't quit. You can say what you will about them. There are spurts where they don't play as hard as they should. There are spurts where they don't know where they're supposed to be. There are a lot of spurts where they just play downright bad. But they still seem to be at least a little bit invested. I mean, look at the look at the locker room last night. You can say what you want about, about Kenny Payne. The fact that the players were still responding to him. They, they, they're giving him the game ball. They're, you know, they're rubbing his head. They're trying to get him to dance. Like It is a group that at least its core is still responding to the head coach at this point, which I think is more than you can say for Georgia Tech, which is why we win that game last night by 10 points. Are there still significant issues? Of course. Do I think that this is going to be some sort of gigantic turnaround for the remainder of the season? I don't. I, I thought we played the same game we've been playing. We just happened to do it against a team that's that's worse than us right now and that shot less than 30%, could knock down any of the open looks that we were giving them, and we made enough shots, and for the first time this season – made some clutch plays in the last few minutes to, to put them away. And look, for one night, that was good enough. For one night, it was worth celebrating. I'm glad they got the win. I'm glad they got to feel like what it's like to taste victory in conference play for the first time. Hell, they got to feel like what it is to taste victory for the first time in this calendar year. It was a nice way to start February. But it is what it is, which is... It was nice to get it home, too. Yeah, a, a third win of the season in on February 1st. Better than a 20th loss of the season on February 1st. So that's that. Now I just need to win four more. And EMU not. I don't like your chances, man. I don't. I wish I did. That The, the win a couple nights ago I thought was the knockout blow. Scoots was like, I think it's over. I was like, I think it's over too. I'm sorry. You're going to be $500 poorer here in about a month. That's and like, now, let's be real. I have an excuse to tell the hospital why they're not getting their check. <laughs> EMU also threatening for one of those top eight spots in the MAC tournament. They could get that extra game. Nah, I don't think we were going to count those. Now, I mean, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we hey, we get an extra game anyway. We're going to be in the ACC tournament. We can win a game. We can win that a game on Tuesday. I feel Louisville wins should count for two EMU wins, but conference because the conference. <laughs> they do have that deep, that went over an NIA team that also counts too. I mean, granted, in that same scenario, we're only tied six still, but I mean. Well, I, actually, I don't know, no, because Georgia Tech they wouldn't count as a conference win. We've only only one of our wins is conference wins, so we do play Georgia Tech one more time, and we know. Look, say what you will about the, what the rest of the conference is doing to us. We haven't lost to Georgia Tech in a long time. 
We may not have beaten anybody else in 365 days, but we've beaten Georgia Tech three times. Somewhere Bobby Crimmins is crying. I like that. Speaking like like Jason Riley last night tweeted out kind of jokingly about how we all owe David Padgett an apology, and I'll start. You guys need to apologize to David Padgett for the criticism that you gave him, and it was just a joke tweet. But Padgett, who's just like the the nicest guy in the world, just sees it and like should have never been like coach. Coach responds earnestly to it and just says criticism comes with the coaching territory, but nobody owes me anything. It was the thrill of a lifetime to be at the helm of the Louisville men's basketball program for a season. A ton of incredible moments and memories that I'll cherish forever. And I was like, I, I love David so much. He just It was an, an obvious joke, but he's hes taking it seriously. He doesn't care that people were critical of him. He knows it comes to the territory, unlike some other coaches across the country that can't take any sort of criticism. And it also it made me look back at that 2018 season today, and I guess I just – all of the losing from the last two years has, like, wrecked my basketball brain – I was looking at the end of the season, which I just remember being horrific in my mind. Like, I, I can't believe we're going to miss the tournament. Like, we're like I remember the last game of the year at NC State. It was after the, the Virginia meltdown. And if we won, we felt like we had a decent chance of making the NCAA tournament. And I remember, like, we, we played like dogs. We were terrible. We got worked. It was an atrocious game. I remember being so down. And I look at it today, and I was like, we lost 76 to 69. At NC State, I'm like, I'd kill for one of those games, right? I'm like, I'm like, how did I think that that was that bad? I'm going back and looking at the non-conference. I'm like, we beat Indiana, we beat Memphis. Our only losses were to Purdue and Seton Hall in UK. I'm like, how are we this upset? Like, that was a down season for us at that point. We went nine and nine in the conference and beat Florida State in the first round of the ACC tournament. Like, yeah, if you don't think Pageant did an A plus job that year, you're insane. He did a good job. He, he did a great job, and he should have probably. I, I was, I still wish he'd brought back. Where would we be today if we just let Gabe Pageant the job? I've got no idea. I, I honestly have no idea. I, I feel like we'd be better maybe off it than we well. are now, but I just don't know how much. Maybe it would have gone well. Maybe it wouldn't have. I don't know. It was He was in a very, very difficult situation. Oh, with yeah. A good roster, and I think they, they did the best they could. And what ruined it was because he was going to be – in perfect world, Patino doesn't leave. Pageant stays and learns more under him, and then we transition him perfectly into the Pageant era. Well, I think there was – there was talk back in those days because he was not ready to be a head coach then. Well, no, he's only like a second year as an assistant, wasn't he? Right. Yeah, he was the well, he'd been an assistant at IUPUI. Yes, yeah, Wonder Wadley Brown, yeah. And he was, I mean, he was like the third man on the bench on yeah. that out of those three assistants. So I think he his plan was, I mean, he's going to be there for a while. I think as long as, as Rick wanted him there, he was going to be a head coach again, or he was going to go to a different program, become a head coach, hopefully be good enough that somewhere down the line you could be the Louisville coach. The process got accelerated significantly. Uh, during that time, and it was just, it was unfair to him. It was unfair to everybody. And and look, I mean, he had, he elevated Logan Ballman, who's I think great, but then he had no other assistants. He had to go out and find Trent Johnson yeah. and Greg Paulus, who were just free agents that year, who were, were going to do like analyst stuff. Well, TV Trent stuff. Johnson, yeah, was just like walking around. Yeah, being like, yeah. And Paulus anybody, was too. Paulus yeah. had just kind of like, now Paulus is the head coach of Niagara. Like it was just a, and these guys didn't know each other. And this, I mean, you forget how close this happened to the beginning of the season. They. Like practice was had started. You were getting ready for exhibitions and and red white scrimmages, and it was just a it was a, it was a really really difficult situation. The fact that they won twenty two games that year is is fairly remarkable. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. We can take a few texts here before we we take a break. Uh, Texas says the last eight games, Withers is averaging twelve and seven. James is averaging thirteen and four. Ellis is averaging sixteen and six. Trainer is averaging seven and four. 
all on decent efficiency. This team isn't bereft of talent. Going one and seven during that stretch is ridiculous. I mean, I don't think the Texas Sagan thing that we haven't said before. I mean, I'm not. We're not trying to act like this team is is you know Final Four talent, but I, I think it's gotten the, the talent level's gotten a bad rap. It's more than three wins. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, three wins, and that shouldn't be a hot take to say that this team, this, this team, I should not be worried about this team. You bet with this team, you this, team, this team should have been, we should have won at least twelve games. We don't need to be losing. I mean, I, I, they should have more than one conference win. Yes, but the bigger issue is they didn't need to be losing the first three games of the season to to teams that are are. I'm sorry, they're, they're not good. I know Bellerman is Bellerman's doing what it can. They're ten and thirteen overall. Yeah, Bell. I, Wright State has been very up and down. They're thirteen and ten. Appalachian State in the the Sun Belt, they're thirteen and ten. 13 and 10. Like none of these teams are going to win their their conference title. They're teams that have no business coming to our place and beating. And even Lipscomb, by the way, thirteen and ten. Lipscomb has no business coming in here and beating us by eight and leading that game from pretty much start to finish. And then also just the, the lack of being competitive at all against other teams that we played during the non-conference was no excuse. And they have, they've gotten better. But like I said, back in November, everybody else has gotten better too, which is why you're seeing us still sitting here with, with three wins, but those play, it has been nice to see some individual improvement. Mike James, maybe being the, the biggest shining example of that. And here's hoping we can get James back for, for next year. And he can continue to be, continue to be a building block for Kenny Payne moving forward. Texas says Rick Stansberry, Josh Pastor and FAMU, the holy trifecta. Who's FAMU's coach? Robert McCollum. <laughs> Thank God for, for Stansberry. And in fact, we, I talked about this with Patrick. Speaking of Stansberry, you know, Western's been in the news this week because they were playing FAMU last week, and all these girls were going on <laughs> like Tinder and the, like the match sites, and there were some Western players who were – I guess looking to get out of the hotel and getting some action the night before the game, and they, like they went like they they videoed like the little meetup spot where one of the players is, like standing to meet up with this girl, and they're like, "You said you needed thirty minutes to get ready, big boy." Like they're like they're driving around. They took all the like, scre- like Tinder catfished. Yeah, like they took all the screenshots from these guys. They're like, they're "Like you in town for the game?" Like yeah, he's like, but I'm more focused on you. You gonna get me right for the game and all this stuff. Just very <laughs> embarrassing stuff. It was like two of the players, they blew up the screenshots, brought them in the student section for the game on Saturday, which just has to be so humiliating. Oh my. But also, I'm like, how little discipline does this team have? Like, like wh- where are the bed check coaches? Like, you're in a hotel the night before a game. How are you just able to be on your phone? Like, clearly, this is the thing that they do when they go to any city for any game. I don't think you take away your phone, but you should probably have, it shouldn't probably be so easy to leave the hotel. sneak out for like hours at a time to go have sex with random women the night before a game. And we saw the same story. I mean, New Mexico State had kids sneaking out and getting into a gunfight that wound up with with murder charges being filed. That's right, yeah. Like, after you see that story go national, how do you not be like over the top protective of your kids and saying, like, we're checking beds at at 11 p.m., we're checking beds at 1 a.m. Like, if you're going anywhere... And when you get caught, you're off the team. One more well, listen. Why, why, why do you need to go get so much strange on the road trip? It's, you, you play basketball at WKU. You should have no problem getting busy on the hill. You'll be back home the next night. Yes, you can I wait mean, a day. I, I, listen. I get it. You're young. You're horny. But you just, just there's the internet, man. It's only for what's only for one night. What did Michael Scott say? Like. These people have no discipline. Like, yeah, I once went, I, sex I went 28 years without <laughs> sex. And then another eight years after that. 
I mean, seriously. I mean, I've been to Western. There's plenty of hotties at Western. You got your pick of them. Texas, I tuned in the show late today. Got so excited to hear TK's voice. Glad you're back, big guy. You got me for a day. Yeah, he's going to need to get back on the recovery train tomorrow. I should. I, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be back by after this weekend. I'll be fine. I mean, me too. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I better it's be Super Bowl week. I'll be honest. If this, if, if this I almost almost cussed the same. This bleep is still still affecting me after another couple of days. I will be upset. I, mean, I don't blame you because he's the. I, I don't know. The best way to describe it is just it's just like constantly stomach cramps, like over yeah, and over. It sounds terrible. And they don't last long, but they just, I'll get them for like 30 seconds and they'll stop. And then like five minutes later, I'll get it again for 30 seconds. Now, luckily they have been very fewer and far between. Like I've had maybe a handful since I've been on the show today. I'm sorry. But uh, it's all right. It's just, it's nothing you can do about it. Maybe the doctor gave me a little more tension yesterday. <laughs> Texture says, uh, this is the, this is the winner of the tickets from yesterday. Okay. Texas Trevor got the dog pill that Kramer got when he was sick. Also, <laughs> thanks for the tickets again. I totally folded under the pressure for my kid's first game and forgot to record it when we would have been on TV. And also forgot to take a family picture at the arena. At least we got the W. Last thing, I only guessed Jared West because you said he hit two big threes at the end earlier in the show. Our leading scorer all season was at nine or whatever, so it seemed like a good bet. He scored 20 in that game. So, great bet. That dog was Smuckers, wasn't it? I don't remember I think it was Smuckers was the name of the dog. I don't remember. The dog would go, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I'll wrap the show. More text from you guys, and then we'll look ahead to tonight's big games on the hardwood in college basketball. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Used to drive them girls wild. Yeah, I had me a few. I was a is gonna shine above Even though we ain't got money I'm so in love with you, honey Everything will bring a chain love In the morning when I rise Bring a tear of joy to my eyes And tell me All right, final segment here of the Thursday edition of the Rutherford Show. Happy Groundhog Day to you. They were just what was on the, the little trending thing on YouTube. Uh, just, that was a Sunday best. I just went with the best song I thought. I like it. Like the uh, the suggestion bar on the side. Pretty much what I did today. How do you go from Sunday best to Croce? <laughs> no, it's not Croce. What are you talking about? It's me Loggins. Oh, is it? Loggins and, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Butchered that one. Loggins and uh, Masina. Ain't got money. I'm so in love with you, honey, and everything will bring a chain of love. I mean, oh, love, still, point still stands. How do you go from Sunday best to Loggins? <laughs> well, from, it's, do you know the name of the song? Uh, just Sunday. What is it? <laughs> Danny's song. Danny's song. That's right. <laughs> 
I still don't know. I still I don't know I like how, how we you, go. You, from you know, you know the words. You don't know the name or the people no. who sing it. Though I know that's how I exist. <laughs> I know a lot of words of songs. I don't. I couldn't tell you the names to half the songs. You do remember, but we talked about this on Monday. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember. You remember lyrics I like very easily. I, I, I love Danny's song. It's one great. It's great. It is a good song. Uh, 502-414-1450, If you've got thoughts uh, before the end of the show, hit us up on the Thornton sex line. We will read some. Uh, and get you ready for uh, it's not what, what do you have going on the big X tonight? What's what's on? We got uh, Western Kentucky coming on at seven thirty. Who do they play? Um, we don't know. Not FAMU. Not oh, FAMU. I don't know. <laughs> They've already lost their two games to FAMU. I can tell you that right now. Um, FAMU uh, FAU plays UAB tonight in USA action. I'm uh, just trying to Western plays UTSA. The Fighting Will Steins are in town for an eight o'clock tip. But UTSA just one and eleven. In CUSA, Western's just three and eight in Conference USA. Well, luckily it's it's a home game, so we won't have anybody getting in trouble. Are they going to fire Stansbury? They can't fire Stansbury, can they? I mean, this is a talented team that's three and eight in Conference USA. Like this team should be. He has missed games this year because of health issues too. I know that he missed the one. They they're on a spot game losing streak. They should be much much better. This is that that's not acceptable. They've got they have too much talent. They're not getting blown out in these games. I'm just looking at the schedule right now. But they still, I mean, they're second to last in Conference USA. I mean, he's yet to make the tournament since he got here. God, God he's been here since 2016. Is every coach who loses to us this year going to get fired? <laughs> are we going to Are we going to end coaching careers across the country? McCollum's over down there in Tallahassee, going, "Oh God." <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, they're terrible. They may. They may fire him. Who's next? Like if we beat if we beat Florida State, they're gonna be like, I thought Leonard was safe, but I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Florida Innan, by the way, is now they're three for seven on Ken Palm. So they're they're not the worst. They just won a game. They beat Alabama State uh on Monday by by eleven. Maybe that will save Robert McCollum's job. He's been there for a long time. I thought he didn't that long. It's like three or four years, hasn't he? I take it back. He's been there since 2017. Yeah, because he was at South Florida before there, right? But that was like ten years before. He'd been yeah. out of he hadn't been a head coach since then. This is so. This is, I mean, pretty solid sample size, and they've they've been bad every year. He has he has not produced a winning record yet at Florida. A&M. This may be it for him. We I may mean, legitimately all three teams we've beaten, if this is how it stands, may end up firing their head. I coaches. mean, Stansbury is in his seventh year with no tournament appearances, and the last several years have gone down in win totals: 27, 20, 20. They'd go up to twenty one, and now nineteen, now eleven. Plus, they haven't been exactly beacons of integrity off the court. I know that we are not casting stones here. I'm just saying generally. If you're looking for reasons to fire a guy, like you keep him around because he's been getting players and because you've had talented teams. He hasn't been getting you to the NCAA tournament and you got some weird off the court stuff that's been happening. He may go. Yeah, Western's like, listen, if we were going to just keep an A hole for coach, we'd have kept Ray Harper. Exactly. At least he made the tournament. <laughs> he did. They had disappointing regular seasons. They always won the hey, conference tournament. He's, he still has two, two more tournaments than, than, than Stansbury's made. You got the reverse <laughs> happening now. I'm sorry, I'm following the. Look at the golf. So I, I mentioned this uh, the, uh, on Monday's show. If you listen to the podcast, w- a running joke that we have is Danny and I do this fantasy golf league, and nobody cares about it, but we still talk about it anyway. Yeah, and you've never won, right? We won last week. First oh, time did ever. You? Congratulations. We, Danny picked Max Homa. Who uh, won who? the Max Homa. He's a very oh, good golfer. He won the, that was a hard O at the end. No. He, <laughs> he won the Farmer's Insurance, which was a big deal for us. But the way our league works is if, there's like a, if multiple people pick the, the same winner, it carries over to the next week, and whoever does the best out of that group gets three hundred fifty bucks. So, yeah, that's not a bad little payday. It's us and seven people picked Max Homa last week, so it, it carries over to this week. 
it's my pick. I picked Joel Dahman. It was kind of we're the only team that has Dahman. I don't even know if you're making these names. No, up or not. they're real golfers. Okay. <laughs> Dahman is plus three through twelve holes, and this is in Pebble Beach is a low scoring course. It is going as badly as it could possibly go. I could. I mean, the week after, with money on the line, the week after we finally win a tournament, it's my turn to pick, and my guy's trending towards missing the cut. You're pooping the bed. I'm not. I feel like I've been carrying this team the last few years. Now Danny's stepping up and he's winning tournaments, and I'm just completely dropping the bag. It's 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 bad. And you want me to jump in on this? I mean, you, you what's you can't go much worse, can you? Well, this is it's only the second tournament of the year, but I'm I'm costing us money here, and I feel pretty bad about it. I need Joel to step it up. You just had a kid. You're a father, for Christ's sake. Step up. Stop embarrassing your son. Yeah. Get some birdies, Joel. Uh, 502-414-1450. I just, I just saw the clip. I didn't realize it was on this day in 2003 that Dan Manning goes off on Colts idiot kicker Vanderbilt. Oh, I love it. I didn't realize that was on February 2nd, 2003. That's 20 years ago. Texas says, what's the worst record for a conference champion that punched their ticket to the tournament? Are you talking like power five or just any conference? If they're talking to any conference, like I remember Holy Cross had a team a few years ago. They won the conference tournament and they'd won, I think, two games in the conference season. And it was crazy because the Patriot League is one of those leagues where usually decent every not not really. But every game is at the they don't play at neutral sites. They want ESPN wants them to have the crowds there. So basically, if you are a lower seed, you're playing on somebody else's home floor every game. Holy Cross had not won a single road game the entire year. They won back-to-back-to-back-to-back road games to win the Patriot League tournament. It was a wild thing. They may have had the worst conference record. I, As far as, like, major conference teams, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I know a few have made it I mean, losing the Georgia records. team is the only one that comes to the That's what I was thinking. I mean, we looked up Georgetown a few years ago. They were bad. Um, the team that basically knocked us out of the NCAA tournament two years ago. I know there's been teams with losing records overall. I mean, for example, FAMU, I remember the year that uh, – yeah, there's usually one every year. They played Kentucky in the first round of 16, had a losing record because they, they were like 12 and 16 or something overall. Yeah, there's there's usually one of the teams in the first four almost always has a losing record. But if we're talking like teams that from power conferences that made it. Holy Cross in 15-16 was 15 and 20 overall, 15 and 13 in conference. Or 5 and 13, I'm sorry, in conference. So they had so five. Yeah, they, they were eight games below 500. See, that, that may be the worst. That's pretty bad. It's tough to beat. Any idea who they, uh, who they played? Um, let's see. It was Patriot League, so probably Bucknell at some point. <laughs> they actually, well, they actually won their first four. Holy Cross, they beat Southern in the first four, and then got blown out by Oregon. Oh, and, and the NCAA tournament. Yeah, oh, NCAA, I'm League. sorry. Yeah, gotcha. Um, the fact they won their first four is still pretty. I mean, <laughs> Texas sends a picture of last night's student section. I use student section loosely here. Uh, was it p- holding up one of the big heads of Prison Mike, which is, is is funny. Yeah, the students, man. After a few good years of the student section, the students have not. <laughs> There's no student section this year. It's like a row of like 11 kids. And it's hard to blame them, but like it had just gotten revived. We had Ethan Sprouse in here who had been leading the student section. They'd been so good for home games. COVID just threw a huge wrench in everything. And then now with the team being so bad, it's just, it is not, it's no student. It feels like the old days. No students are going to the games. Uh, Texas says, did anyone suggest the rail yard for the stadium nickname? I've heard of the yard a few times. It's not a bad one. I like that. I mean, you can't go wrong. We we need to come to a consensus, though. We can't have some people calling it the Fed, some people calling it the bank, some people calling it the yard. We need everybody on the same page. I think we can all agree it's still Ellen and Ed Cardinal Stadium. Just Ellen and fine. Ellen Cardinal Stadium. Texas, did I miss the explanation for why Trevor is driving to the Super Bowl instead of flying? I don't like to fly. There it is. Two, two, two reasons. One, I'm not a fan of flying. Two, 
uh, for, for two reasons. I'm not a fan of flying one things that big should not be in up in the air. And two, I'm too, <laughs> there's a great Kevin Smith stand up that, that, that sums it up. I'm too fat to fly. Uh, it's very uncomfortable to fly for me and my size and I'm not taking first class. Now, Plus, I'd rather drive. I want to say I'd rather drive. That way, I can. A, I like to drive. I like driving. I like. I like to drive. I like road trips. I love putting some music on, just just chilling and enjoying the atmosphere. And and I'll with. I'll probably take my time and like make some stops. Like I've always been. I've always loved like the old like uh, Billy Kid and uh, Wild West stuff. I'll be driving through New Mexico, right in Lincoln County, where the heart of that is, and Lincoln County Wars, which was the inspiration for Young Guns, underrated '80s movie. New Diamond Phillips brought us regulators. Mount up. <laughs> regulators. Mount up. Regulating all types of property. If, let's say that some, because we don't know what your health's going to do over the weekend. Let's say there's some scenario where like, you can't drive. The only way to make it to the Super Bowl is you, you've got to fly. <laughs> Patrick was his greatest great insight to other than What do you say? <laughs> Can't take certain things yeah, on the. Yeah. No, sure. <laughs> yeah. You can though. You can get away with it. Well, yeah. If you had to fly, would you to make it out to the Super Bowl? Like if they said like you can't go unless you fly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Yeah, but but I mean, also if I'm gonna fly, if I'm gonna fly, I'm, I'm I'll I'll push what I can to get a direct flight. Like I hate doing layovers and stuff. It's annoying. It's very annoying. Texas, we beat Josh Pastner. That's all that matters. Go Cards. And for the record, Phoenix. To drive, I've looked this up. It's a 24 hour drive, Oof. which I mean, I can do that. And I mean, I'll just drive halfway, stop, and drive the other half, and I'll be there. Texas, I feel like the clip at which Withers is shooting from three isn't being talked about enough. 43% is super impressive for anybody. He's been a great outside shooter this year. Uh, there's there's no there's no doubt about it. I think just the way that it looks and the fact that he hasn't been a great outside shooter the last two years, it has people being like, oh, you still get a lot of like the no, 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 yes from people when Withers takes outside shots. He's our best three point shooter. There's no, there's no way around it. He's I don't know. No, yes, yes. When him takes outside shots, anymore. I'm good with it. Well, yeah. you just, I mean, now we're all just kind of like, well, whatever. I don't think there's anybody on the roster. I say no, no, yes, yes, yes to on this roster taking three. Really, there are a lot of people I say no to. There's no yes in, involved. <laughs> Even when it goes in, I'm like, still no. <laughs> don't yeah, maybe do that Curry, again. but I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, remember the video? He was made four in a row this summer. What happened to That's that? That's true. Where did that go? And I had to rewind that last night to see if that dunk did go in. I, it, it, it I, did I, look I, weird. I, like, I'm starting to get bits and pieces of my memory back to last night's game now as we talk. Like, it's coming back in flashes now. I sided with the announcers. They were like, did that go in? I'm like, I thought it God. did. I was like, am I seeing things? Uh, Texture says, Betty Davis had Marty Feldman eyes. <laughs> Sends a gif along for it. Texas, I just checked the interwebs, and yes, UofL is still undefeated in the month of February and has the most wins in the month of February. 1,000 winning percentage. Best of right. any coach in the history of UofL basketball. How about that? And you all know that the tournament selection always matters. With how what, you know what have you done for me lately? It used to. It should still. Yeah, we need to go back. Don't screw us, committee. Don't. Screw. We're gonna win the day. We're we're winning the damn conference tournament. I think mean, my Barnhart's done that committee. Do they? He's gone now. Okay. He's off. Texas, I'm rolling on the floor. Kalitis got to be bad. Got a bad bout of that Kalitis. <laughs> it's inflamed. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? I mean, it's what you legitimately thought. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Texas, there are so many ways to Trevorize the word colitis that I am impressed you kept it PG. Good work, Mike. I tried. I mean, you. you that's what. That's what you thought it was. Like when they came. When they came in, like the, the doctor originally was like, 
well, she she wanted to just like knock it off her gallbladder. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, add that out in 13, baby. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not gonna. No, you gotcha. You're not giving me that easy answer. You know, you're gonna have to work for this one here. Sorry. Guess again. <laughs> but then, like, and she was like, well, as soon as she was like, well, probably looking at either colon or kidney. I'm like, come on, colon. Come on, colon. Come on, colon. Colon's the better option. Though. Yeah. I was like, don't. don't yeah. Like fingers crossed over here. Like, like no kidney, 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 no kidney. <laughs> I mean, I know I got two of them, but you know. <laughs> Section says small sample size, but does KP get credit for finding a Corifor? I mean, so far, yeah. I mean, do you know of any th- other reason? Was he like a project of someone else's that we don't know about? No, I mean, I look. He's been he's been a bright spot for us recently, just because he plays hard, which is. A depressing statement to make. I'm not sure if he's a big time difference maker. I know Jonathan Gavoni, who does the NBA draft stuff at ESPN, he referred to him as a low major prospect. Uh, I think he can be better than that. I do. I think he can be a contributor at this level. But do I think he's the type of player that you see getting big time minutes at a, at a program that can compete for Final Fours? I'm not sure. I mean, now he's but, gonna need to develop a lot. I mean, we're, we're he could could he not be a glue? Fourth option on a, as a junior, maybe I mean, we have no idea how much yeah. better he can get. But I, I mean, I like what I've seen from him so far. He just, you know, we we haven't seen much. He's played a total of twenty five minutes in two games. Yeah, and he listens to the crowd. But at this point, oh yeah, I mean, he dunks and he plays hard. That's all. That's all I care about. Texas has anyone mentioned that we are undefeated in basketball since LNN Federal Credit Union Stadium was named? <laughs> we are, and we got Beyonce. We got Beyonce coming to the stadium. Uh, she's still on her official website, calls it Cardinal Stadium. So she also called it Heinz Field. I'm like, wait, what? If Beyonce says it, that's what it is. Those are the rules. Beyonce's overrated. I mean, Trevor, I didn't even have to ask to know that you thought that. Hey, I know a Beyonce song, though. I would hope you know at least one Beyonce song. I know one. Texas Stansberry has been very ill. Give him a little grace. I didn't know he'd been that bad. Well, he's been, he's missed time, yeah. I oh, by the way, I do I know a Rihanna out. song. She does the Shy, uh, Shy Ronnie song. She does. She was. She wasn't a shy. Ron. Shy Ron, That's that's how I know her from some, some shy Ronnie. What's wrong with Rick Stansberry? He. I know for a fact he missed at least one game. Yeah, that's same. And it was for it was for illness. But now, he's been back for a little bit. Since. How much he's missed since then, I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, I know he's back now, but hopefully he's hopefully it's not something really serious. Texas says people snuck out of the hotel all the time when I played for Rick. It was easy room check. Wait a few dip. Stories I heard they weren't sneaking out. They were sneaking in. Yeah, that's kind of more of the stories I've heard from from back in the day. It was mostly people getting snuck in and snuck out. Texas, we win the day that Trevor isn't on radio. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> hey, I mean, I'll, I'm taking Saturday off anyway. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, you missed it. There have been because you've been out for a couple of weeks since the season started. So I know you've been gone for game days since then. Yeah, I, but I, I was at the Syracuse those. game and we lost that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we won those. Although we should have won. Yeah, it's true. That would have been bad for you <laughs> if we had one that time. <laughs> then the evidence the would really is, start piling is, up. There's not much sample size. There's only two other times. And I know I was here for one of them because we were in southern Indiana for it. Texas, have you all seen the story about the Louisville male teacher who was arrested for dressing as a woman just to do some very inappropriate things that can't be talked about on radio? I have not. Louisville was in male, male gender or male high school. That's I why know. I was thrown off. I, mean, I saw that the manual teacher got sentenced to like three years in jail. The one who's the head of the journalism program. They have a journalism program? Yeah. He for filming a very underage person, which is terrible. Um, but I've not seen that story, no. 
Texas, we are undefeated since I adopted and named him that, though. So since credit to Louie. Oh, am I taking my phantom too far by naming the dog I just adopted? Louie, we are undefeated since I adopted and named him that, though. So credit to Louie. No, you're not taking your, your phantom too far. No. I've got friends who he's named every single one of their pets after various, like, like they had a fish named Gorgie. They, their dog's name is Teddy right now. I mean, I named all mine all sports. The only reason I went with Game of Thrones this time was because I had two girl dogs and knowing I didn't want to, I mean, what was I going to name them? Yeah. I don't know a lot of the women's sports. Sorry, the Jeff Balls and the women's team, but I didn't have any other options. Keep going, Haley. Angel. Katina. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the opposite of what we're trying to do. I know. That's my point. So that's why I went with Game of Thrones. Texas, I see that Tim Sullivan has an annoying piece on U of L basketball with Jerry Eves' insights. I didn't think it was that annoying. I didn't read it. And Eves' quote wasn't even like overly defensive. It was kind of, I mean, almost critical of, of Kenny Payne. His quote was all about how, like, he basically saying he needs to to find an identity. Like, he needs to stick with, he needs to find something and stick with it. Like, we've played man to man defense this year. We played zone this this, this year. We played some trapping this year. He's got to figure out what works for him and sticks with it. Like, there wasn't. So it was. I didn't think it was that annoying. He basically just said the gist of the the story was Kenny Payne's not going to get fired anytime soon. But if he wants to stay here like longer than a couple of years, he needs to get it going a little bit. Oh, well, I think it's Captain Obvious. Yeah, it? it was. I thought it was a pretty straightforward piece. Because yeah. um, the, the quote that Kenny Payne had that he that Sullivan used was, "I pray to God every day that we can get this back on track, and I know that we will. I know God didn't take me through this journey to come back here and lose every game, so we're going to be all right. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get this program back. Next year will be better. I don't know how it could be any worse." Was the the, the Payne quote? Not exactly. Overly encouraging, but <laughs> it's it's okay. Uh, a couple more texts, and then we'll get out of here. Texas says, "Why did you record an emergency pod after the win last night? We didn't. <laughs> we opted not to do an emergency podcast last night after after beating Georgia Tech. Um, <laughs> did not happen. So your decision or Danny's? Uh, Danny's his boss is like in town, so he's yeah, he's he's got to actually do work. <laughs> he's, he's he's actually he's doing stuff this weekend. Uh, okay. Apparently, Stansbury missed uh, five games. Oh like. wow." He's, he came back on January 26th. That's, yeah, he's out for a while. That's Hopefully he's okay. Uh, all right, tonight in, in college basketball, a couple of games. Washington on the road taking on your UCLA Bruins, FS1, 9 o'clock. He's a tip-off. UCLA is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a big it's a big line. That's a big line. Uh, Bruins win, don't cover. I'm with you there. I think that zone that Washington plays is not – UCLA is a good man-to-man offense when they're going up against man-to-man teams. I don't think they're great against the zone. Uh, better Pac-12 game, ESPN 10:30. Oregon, who's been a little bit of a disappointment on the road, taking on number five Arizona. Arizona eight and a half point favorite. Arizona winning cover. I would say Arizona wins. Oregon covers. I don't. I'm surprised. Dana Almond's always really, really good the year after he's been bad, and they just have not have not bounced back at all. Uh, that, the last two games, the late games are West Coast Conference games are not that good. So we will pick. Uh, UAB is hosting Florida Atlantic. Seven o'clock, FAU twenty-one and one, eleven and zero in CUSA, number nineteen in the country. But they are a one-point underdog in this game. Does UAB and the Jelly Boy do they pull off the upset? That's not really an upset because <laughs> they're one point. Favorites. He does. <laughs> Jelly Walkers averaging twenty-three point eight points per game. Uh, I mentioned earlier, FAMU being the losing record, beat Lincoln Kentucky 16. That was the same Kentucky team that would go on to lose in the second round to UAB. So mm. I will say UAB to win this game. I'm saying FAU wins. 
I'm buying. I'm buying the hype on FAU. I know if UAB's got a good fan base, they have the longest win streak now, right? I would assume so. Yeah, because uh, was it Charleston had the who had the 21 snap? Charleston's lost since then. Yeah, so I think FAU I think, has not lost. They lost to Ole Miss the second game of the year. They have not lost since. Yeah, they're, I knew won, they're and they're around 20 now. Too. They've won 20 consecutive games. I'm gonna say they win. I love Jelly Walker. I love. I think UAB's a underrated fan base. I know they'll bring it. I'm gonna say FAU gets. The I'm more of a jam guy myself. Yeah. I'll, Strawberry or, or grape? I'm a grape guy. I know. That's, yeah, I, know I know that's no, not popular. No, I'm, I'm with you on grape. It's on not that popular. One. I'm a grape guy. All right, everyone, enjoy the hoops tonight. Have a fantastic Thursday. We will see you guys right back here tomorrow at three. Enjoy the evening. When I rise, bring a tear of joy to my eyes and tell me everything's gonna be alright. Seems as though a month ago I was beta kai. Never got high.